All right, we are back with report card pickup for the fights that happened on July 9th, 2021. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it right off because I was out celebrating uh, my birthday. Um, so what, 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 what say you? Because the card was like four or five fights or was it more than that? Yeah, I, I, it was it was uh, like it was five fights. There was a bunch of like other prelims and then you had the, the main card had five fights. It had the uh, what's the female boxer really Sinisa cool? Sinisa, Sinisa yeah. Strada. She's really really good. She's pretty too, but mm-hmm. um, she's really good. She's a very very uh, gifted and talented and athletic boxer. I mean, she has a certain kind of weird kind of style. She's a switch hitter. Um, she actually fights more like Boots Ennis. People compare it to Crawford. She fights more like Boots Ennis than Crawford, in my opinion. Okay. Um, but she switches that fluidly just like that and uh you know she captured uh, a championship in the second weight division i think she had did it one oh i think it was 108 was this one and she won one at 105 so she's trying to unify but the girls don't want to give up the belts um what well, chick she beat at 105 for the belt that she has now um and if she went up and got 108 she's going to go back down and fight this other chick in a rematch who grabbed another belt from another girl so she's just trying to collect belts. She put on a really good display. It was a unanimous decision. That was a really good fight. Uh, once again, our favorite friends over at uh, the Garcias <laughs> had a fighter. Um, I think it was uh, William Zapata was not their fighter. He was uh, a young man. Man, um, let me tell you something. He's a problem in 135. He's a problem. And he beat the, uh, they had a, uh, the Garcias had a fighter. I can't think of his names as a uh, Zatara or something like that. Who's a pay to beat. Um, he's a junior. He has a pedigree. We can, if you look up to pull up the car real quick, you'll see, but he was talking a bunch of noise. Like, Oh, he's only had all his fights in Mexico. He's not at my level. And boy, he opened up a can of whip ass on, uh, on Robert Garcia's fighter. So tough that, that Robert, that Garcia stopped the fight. Wow. It, it was that vicious. Yeah, he, he, he was, I mean, you want to talk about throwing 65, 75 punches around, body snatching. He was a southpaw, phenomenal hand speed. He was throwing combinations like Pacquiao, and uh, he was just walking through uh, the taller, longer Tanahata. fighter. Tanahata, yeah. Tanahata has a certain pedigree, pedigree. you know, he, he's, he's been, you know, his career has been kind of guided along and you know, moved around by the Garcias. And once again, they have another fighter in their stable who I guess is uh, less than basic. So, uh, you know, he uh, less than he basic. got his ass whooped, less than basic. That's what we're going to start uh, labeling all the, all the Garcia uh, fighters is less than basic. That's crazy. Because if you got to, if you lose and if you got to stop the fight, then to me, you're less than basic. So uh, their less than basic fighter, Tanahara, had to retire on the stool and, and they, they called the fight off. They, they, they stopped. The what fight. round was that? What round was that? It was probably like round eight, something like that. Round seven, round eight. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Um, he, he was being, he was being pummeled. He was being pummeled. He was being tagged to the body. He was just being out quicked, outworked, out punched. Um, he was losing in every single category. And this is 135, 130. This is at 135. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his name All is right. William Zapata. Um, obviously he signed, um, I don't think he signed or who he signed to. Cause, uh, uh I'm pretty sure Tanahara is a golden boy, but, um, 
the interesting thing is, is that, man, this Zapata is going to be a problem, man. He's, he passes the eye test. Uh, he's, he's for a guy who's a body snatcher, who's very aggressive. He, he's really, really, um, he has a slick defense too. He's not a guy who goes in there and aggressive and gets hit a lot. So he, he's, he's an interesting type of fighter. He's got a slickness of a Fortuna, but he lets his hands go a lot more and he's more powerful than Fortuna. Okay. Okay. But it, there's some similarities there. If you if you rewatch the whole car, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Because when I came home this uh, not came home, but uh, when I watched it this morning, uh, I only paid attention to the JoJo Diaz and Sullivan yeah. Herrera versus uh, Ramirez. Gilberto Zuto. Yeah. 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 So uh, that that was a good fight. I, I gave Zapata. I, I want to give him his props for the work. I'm gonna have to go back and check it out, then. For a young man who came from Mexico, who came from nothing. Um who comes from an area where a lot of fighters come from, but you really got to, you know, you got to grab it out the mud. Um, I'm a, even though he's not a big name, I'm going to call him out and give him his props. Big ups to William Zapata for beating the guy who looked down at him and talked down to him mm. and, uh, and putting in that work and then look mm. very, very impressive doing it from the opening bell to, to, to when they stopped the fight. So uh, William Zapata, that's his name. Keep his, keep his, just, I'm gonna start you'll, paying, you'll, I'm gonna have to start paying attention yeah, to him. Yeah. Trust me, you will see him. He will be a guy that they will throw out there. Um, you know, he's a guy when you hear the, the Ryan Garcia's, when you hear, uh, I know they talk about Jojo Diaz because he's a name, but watch this Zapata kid. He's, he's going he's gonna to beat one of those main guys. I'm telling you right now, he's going to beat one of them at least. Okay. Uh, it says William Zapata breaks down, stops Hector Tanahata in six rounds. Oh, six rounds. He did six even rounds. sooner. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, he was, it was vicious, bro. He was vicious. Yeah. He looked, I'm talking he about, looked like talking a about tough letting, your, letting your hands go. He is the definition of letting your hands go. Oh, wow. Uh, 23 and 0 with 21 knockouts. Yeah. Tanahata. Also, he was going to run over him anyway. And I'm not being disrespectful to Tanahata, but based on your record at 19 and 1 with five KOs, this kid mm-hmm. was uh, bound to, to just kind of like, Run you over, but, you know. Tanahata was supposed to be, you know, he's Spar Virgil Ortiz Jr. He's in the Garcia's gym, and he has pedigree, and he has amateur pedigree, and he's a and tall he's fighter. He, he he's a boxer. So number one, he not only get outfought, but he got outboxed too. It wasn't just brute force; he was outboxed. No, that's what it's saying. Uh, I'm looking at the article on uh, boxing yeah. scene. It says there's a pay to outboxed. Out muscle yep. and out hustle yep. Tanahata. That's yep. what it's saying. Yep. Yeah, he did. All, all of the outclass, all of the above. Wow. And it wasn't even and it wasn't even close. It says Zapata landed 188 punches in a fight, with 181 of them being of the power punch variety. Tanahata oh, yeah. landed just a total of 78 punches per compu box, as he couldn't use his three and a half inch reach advantage nope. to fend off Zapata. No. Yeah, Zapata took the jab away. He slipped. And every time he slipped the jab, he let his hands go and made and made Tanahara pay. Every time Tanahara missed, he let his hands go. It was like, no, you're going to feel me. I'm not just going to slip you and that's it. Like, if I slip you or if I make you miss, I'm letting my hands go. I'm touching you somewhere. Mm. So. I'm, yeah, I'm just reading, I'm just reading on, on, on some of it, yeah. you know? No. no so, no. wait, wait. Who, who is, who is uh, Zapata's trainer because i'm uh, i don't know not 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 a big name he's a, he's a, literally a flash out the pan okay he's from he's from mexico 
this is like either his first or second fight in the States. Um, Tanahara uh, and Garcia, they, they kind of boo-hooed, you know, boo-hooed him and poo-pooed him and said, you know, oh, he, all his fights are in Mexico. So, you know, who, who knows? You're like, I don't care where you're fighting. If you, if you, if you're, I can see if you 24-0 with 10 knockouts or 12 knockouts, you know, I might, but if you 24, 23-0 with 21 that says a lot. Knockouts, that, that, that means you're doing something and you carry power. That means yeah. you're, you're ending fights. Yeah. You know, that's what it means. And, so, and they should know it better yeah. because as them being Mexican or Mexican America, they know mm-hmm. that Mexico puts out some really raw, vicious talent when it comes to boxing. They know that. Well, you know, bro, here's the thing. They I'm going to go that. there. I'm going to go there with the community. You know, you got Mexicans and then you got Mexican Americans. You so know what, all, and that's and we gonna have to go all, there real quick because yeah. To be honest, I, I remember being in Mexico and watching some matches. They root for everybody that's there. They love their people, but they root for their fucking own. It's when you yeah. cross like Mexican Americans who think they're above every fucking body. Exactly. See, that's that's the fault line with uh with with their with their fan base. That's the fault line with with how they are, and so you know it's all Mexico when it's a black fighter or another fighter, but, you know, like, it's human nature, man. It's almost like you, you, when you're in a black community, it's all good when it's all black, but then you got light skin, dark skin, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so for them, it's Mexican, Mexican-American. It's more of a national, nationalist, uh, a, a nationalist type, nationalism type issue um, that's there. So uh, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting, but this, um, you know, getting back to boxing, this Zapata dude impressed me. I was, I was highly impressed. Yeah, I'm about to go back and check it out because yeah. it says he walked this guy like he stayed in front of this yeah. guy, man. For for a new guy to rel- relatively come out of oblivion, that's the most impressed I've probably been in about five years. Mm. That says a lot, man. Um, I'm definitely yeah. going to have to go and check out and see if I can dig him up, uh, dig up his last five or six fights then. You know, and just yeah, yeah. He, he, he was impressive. Yeah, it's, it's good to see yeah. that, though. Um, salute to his trainer, too, whoever that is, because they got the kids oh, yeah. putting in work. And he looked, he yeah. looked battle-tested and, and hard, and so he looked yeah. like and, he done seen he, some shit. He had some good corner work. They were very um, – they had a relationship. You can tell they were kind of aggressive with how they were talking to him, but I think they had a relationship where he, they were pushing the right buttons. And, you know, they were telling him, hey, like, you know, walk through this guy. Mm. Well, we see it. We see it from our corner. We see – you know, he's only trying to get you with the jab. He ain't letting the right hand go. He doesn't understand how to really fight a southpaw because he's not, you know, he's not letting that straight right go. He can't keep you off of him. Just walk right through him. And then they would just tell him, just throw vicious combos to the body. And he listened to his corner. He did. Oof. He, he started down low and finished up top. That's how he did it. And a southpaw. And a southpaw. That's And crazy. with power. And, and power in both hands. That's both crazy. hands. Not just left-handed. He's a two-handed fighter. So that was a thing that really impressed me for a guy that's young, that um, has only fought, hasn't had a lot of exposure in fighting in other markets and fighting a lot of other different types of fighters um, to come in there, you know, even though yeah, it was in LA and all, I mean, it was in Cali- California and all of that, but um, to come out of nowhere and just put on that type of performance, man, yeah. uh, was, was good. And uh, Sinisa Estrada looked great. She beat, um, I think it was a, a I don't know if she was Japanese, but her name was Tsunami. Yeah. Something. Uh, yeah. yeah. She she beat her. She beat her. It was Tanaki a it was nip and tuck. or something like that. 
Yeah, it was a nip and tuck for about six rounds. I had a straddle winning pretty much all the rounds except maybe one, and then she just poured it on her with combinations and speed and her, just her footwork and her hand speed and her fluidity and switching between orthodox and southpaw and landing the cleaner shots from awkward angles. Um, she's a problem in women's boxing. I think she she's somebody who's going to be right there with um, you know Amanda Serrano. Serrano has more power. Um, obviously, you're always going to talk about Clarissa Shields. And you got Katie Taylor, though, you know, it's going to be those four that will be talked about in terms of pound for pound uh, and women's. Apologies. Um, her name is it not is not Tanaki is Tenkai. Tenkai Tsunami. That's her name. Tenkai. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, she was rough and rugged. She took some shots and, uh, you know, went all the way to the uh, it went all the way to the end. And okay. um, Sinisa got the uh, unanimous decision. Yeah, she 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 go she come to fight though. Sunisa does come to uh oh she yeah, she East LA all day every day. You I can tell that she's been on the streets and some scraps and she's been boxing, I think she's since, since she was eight years old. She was in the gym with the guys. So yeah, they're gonna she, they're gonna end up calling she, her the golden like girl. They're gonna end up calling mm-hmm. her the golden girl. Watch. Well, that's I love her nickname. Her her nickname is super bad because that's where the movie was filmed <laughs> back when she was a kid. So her that's her nickname, Sunisa Super Bad Estrada. Okay, she's super bad. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna end up calling her Golden Girl soon, you know. Yeah, maybe so. She she's a rough customer, and the chick she beat before that she took her title, and then the other chick who also got another title, she was ringside. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. And Thank then, you. um, no doubt. And then she was just like, "We can go out in the parking lot right now. You know, I can go another 10, 12 rounds. You know, I get that ass right now." Like she she was, but she did it with a smile and looking pretty, and but very serious. But you know, she you know she mean that shit. She ain't playing around. Oh yeah, man. she mean it. She, she wanted to scrap the other. The other chick didn't look like she hey, you know, wanted to smoke. Have you <laughs> noticed with Southpaws lately that the tide is changing with them? That they're not as uh, on their back foot like they used to be. They're not boxers anymore like they used to be. Like you, the over the last five to seven years, have you noticed a change that more Southpaws are becoming? Um, more of power punches and, and conventional fighters where they come forward and they, and they hunt you down. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. So I'm ambidextrous. I know you don't know that, but I'm also, but I'm left leg. My strong leg is my left leg. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening is, you know, normally it was always opposite. Um, it, it, it was, it was weird. You, you had a lot of people who are right-handed, but they were right leg or they were left-handed, but they were right leg. Oddly enough, a lot of southpaws that I'm finding, especially the power punches, um, they are not only is their strong arm, um, and sometimes they can be a strong arm can be their right hand, but they still fight southpaw, but they fight southpaw because the power comes from down from 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 um, your legs. And so a lot of them are having that strong leg to the back. So what, to me, more so than just southpaws up here. You're having a lot of southpaws when it comes to the legs. Their strong leg is the left leg. Okay, okay. I was just noticing. And I think that, like, that's man, when they're generating Adonis the power. Stevenson. It has a yeah. lightning left hand. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao is is crispy with his left hand. Um, Boots in is it? Can he just he can just switch? He's ambidextrous because I'm ambidextrous. Um, yep. uh, Terrence Crawford is ambidextrous. He doesn't yep. really. I don't think he knocks guys out with the left hand. It, it usually comes from combinations and tight. Well, you know, he hit. He he tore Indongo off with a with a crispy left yeah. uh, to the it, body. It, he, he clips guys. His thing is not really just direct power. 
it's more so he he clips guys with shots they don't expect. He catches guys by surprise. Um, I know you think he gets in trouble. He switches southpaw, and maybe he gets in trouble. But I also think part of that is Bud seems to figure out how he can get a big punch on a guy that he's not expecting, and it, it always comes from the southpaw position. It never comes from orthodox. I don't know what it is that he's calculating. Maybe he's looking at their footwork. He's looking at the head placement. Um, he's looking at their focus. And somehow, you know, he'll be in a little bit of trouble as orthodox and then he'll switch. And you're like, okay, switch. Because he's, he's that. But I think he switches when he sees something and he's like, oh, okay. You know, I, I think he get switches. that right hook or – I think he switches yeah. for another reason, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. Um, I think we talked about it before while we mm-hmm. were hanging out one time. I'm not going to speak yeah. on that. We're not going to talk about it yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you also have Errol Spence and you have Tank Davis that are, are southpaws. Yep, southpaws. You have yep. Jose Cepeda that's a southpaw. You have Josh Taylor that's a southpaw. And these guys put punches together as well. But they're, they're going Ramirez for, oh, is big a southpaw. Zer, big Zerto, big lefty. <laughs> that motherfucker yeah. is a southpaw. And I saw what he did. But, man, so you have so many now, and they're going forward. They're not going back. They're not – they don't do – what the conventional type of Southpaw does, like when you look at at a Rigondeaux, like Rigondeaux, Rigo El Chacal, one of my favorite fighters, he's Southpaw and he uses mastercraft defense to offense, offense to defense. And he, he times you, he puts you in a certain place when he throws his punches, but he doesn't go for it uh, a lot, a lot of times yeah. to come, go and get guys. He's a pure know? counter puncher. Yeah, man. He's, yeah, measure. He's a measure counter. Yeah. So, um, next on the card would be coming to the latter part, right? That would be towards so, the end. Yeah, so Zapata gets an A. Uh, Sinisa gets a B plus. She gets a B. Okay. She gets a B plus. Um, and then who? who, who I gotta check out this Zapata, man. Now, now yeah. I'm excited. I gotta check this kid out. Yeah, so Zapata. I mean, I probably should give him an A plus. I'm gonna give yeah. him an A plus. So Zapata A plus. Uh, Sinisa Estrada um, B plus. Um, I'm trying to think what was it? I think there was three other fights. There was um obviously I know Jojo Diaz, but I felt like there was one more fight I'm missing that was on that. I think it was five that was in that main card. If you could pull it up, I'm not really sure. I so I, we got Zapata, we got Estrada. Um Jojo Diaz gets a B plus. Um was Lamar Roach on that card? He may have been, but he wasn't in the main, he wasn't on the main card. Okay, maybe maybe not because I see an ESPN sign in the back, so maybe that wasn't him. Yeah, and Zerto gets an A, so those are my grades, man. Okay, so what did you think of the JoJo Diaz? Uh, I, I thought it was fight? a good fight. I think jo- JoJo looks strong at the weight. Um, he definitely is. He, he has one huge disadvantage at, at 135. Is he got very short arms. That's 64 inches. Okay. Um, but – He's very good at slipping punches. He he's at this weight class. He's definitely going to be a body snatcher. He's got to have to get inside and 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 hit to the body and work his way up the tree. Um, he looks solid. He he could take a good punch. He took a couple of good punches from Fortuna. Um, can he beat the elite guys? Um, I don't think he could beat Tiafimo Lopez. I don't think he could beat Devin Haney. Um, it's a 50-50 fight with Ryan Garcia. Um, not the Garcia. I think he can. I think he's a better boxer than Garcia. But Garcia has power. He's much bigger. He has a lot of physical advantages. So fast. it's just a matter of, yeah, and he's fast. So it's just a matter of can Garcia catch him? 
mm-hmm. right? But if mm-hmm. Garcia cannot catch him, then he'll 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 destroy Garcia. He'll he'll just hit him to the body. And I just I don't believe in Ryan's punch resiliency. Um, I don't like the way he reacted to Luke Campbell's punch, and I just think there's a major weakness there, which is why he got the anxiety. Um, and I think JoJo will give him some problems, especially being uh, a southpaw. And JoJo does a very good job of keeping, of staying compact, being small, and keeping the keeping his hand up. Because Garcia's best punch by far is his left hook. You know, it's the lead left hook upstairs, the lead left hook to the to the to the to the body that he uh, finished uh, um, Luke Campbell with, and then also uh, his check hook. I'm not really impressed with Ryan's straight right hand and fighting a southpaw. You need a straight right hand. Absolutely. So um, I just think um, that, that's a 50 50 fight. I can see JoJo beating him if they fight now. You would think you know, this Ryan. is something that, that they would go back and, and, and sit down with him and try to work on, especially, you know, Oscar being a guy who was a southpaw, a natural lefty, and, and fought uh, in the orthodox, orthodox position. Yeah. You know, you would think that would be something that they would, hey, kid, you need to work on your, on your right hand. You know what I mean? I but think they I, do. I just think Ryan Garcia is Ryan Garcia. When you yeah. got 18 million Instagram followers and, you know, I mean, I mean, what, he's what, 22, already got like two, three kids. He's, he's, he's lived a lot of life. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Some people are just hard. You can't tell them shit. That, that's he just facts. comes across to me like one of those guys. Like, I think Canelo can tell him. And I think Canelo has told him. I just think Ryan Garcia, I just question his commitment. Like we like to I told craft. you, he's a diva, man. He's a diva, bro. That boy don't yeah. care. He don't care about the the skill and craft of boxing. Not but, like that. Yeah. Not on the level. But that's the fight they're gonna realize. make, though. But that's the fight they're gonna make. The JoJo. They're Diaz. gonna make Ryan Garcia, JoJo Diaz. They're gonna they're gonna serve JoJo Diaz up as food. So they're gonna be very calculated about the names and matchups they feed Ryan Garcia. JoJo's tough, but I think they will train Ryan Garcia to withstand. Jojo Diaz. I think that that's something that doesn't, Jojo's not that complicated of a fighter with his skill set. That, you know, Ryan has the, the tools. And I just think under Reynoso and Canelo kind of being over him, I just think they'll figure out a way to get him past Jojo Diaz and then he'll just do more capping. You know, I'd be, I'd be the gold medalist. I'd be Jojo Diaz. He was, I'd be two Olympic, uh, two Olympians. And you know, just, let me just read, let me just throw something in there too. You can yeah. beat a southpaw with a with a left hook, but you, mm-hmm. you still need the right hand. You gotta have. You still something. need the right hand. You gotta have yeah, a jab just, or yeah, something. Yeah, you can't you just something. use the hook. You can't beat a southpaw to me just with the left hand. You need to be able to let that right hand go, and it has to be a threat, because all that southpaw has to do literally is keep their hands up to, t- to stop the do left hook, and if you get so predictable. And I think Ryan Garcia is very predictable with his left hook. And he, even though he's fast, he can easily be timed. Um, he, he can be, if JoJo gets on the inside and hooks with him, because JoJo has a shorter arms and he's inside of that, he could clip Ryan before Ryan can get to him easily. Okay. Um, he can go to the, he can shoot a hook to the body, you know, come out and then come over with an with a, with a, with a overhand left. I, I just see so many ways that he can get broken down. I think Reynoso and those guys, We'll cover up the holes. That's going to be the fight. That's going to be his fight that they come back, that he comes back to. It's going to be Jojo Diaz. And it's going to be Jojo Diaz. Either they'll give him another bum to kind of really get his feet wet a little bit. They will. From anxiety. They will. They'll and give then him it'll be Jojo. Yeah. Then it'll be Jojo Diaz after that. Jojo Diaz will duck Devin Haney 
Um, and, you know, they'll tell all type of lies and they'll cap. He'll duck Devin Haney until then because they'll promise him the Ryan Garcia fight. And money-wise, the Ryan Garcia fight is bigger for Jojo Diaz because it's, you know, Mexican-American versus Mexican-American. They can do it out there in L.A. Ryan's out there in L.A. I hear that. Diaz is out there. So, I, yeah. I hear that. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah. why would you stay out the way of the guy that actually has a belt? And you can make some really good money with that guy, too. Because and that guy I'm talking about is Devin Haney, but you know it's all about who's advising you, and they know they'll lose. Ryan Garcia did not fight Devin Haney because he knows he knows he'll lose. Jojo Jojo Diaz is not gonna fight Devin Haney because he knows he'll lose. Period. It's that simple. And they're like, why would I go in a situation and knowingly lose when I can go into a situation and I have some confidence I can win? I think Jojo Diaz is way more confident that he could be Ryan Garcia than he could be Devin Haney. I think Ryan Garcia is way more confident that he could be Jojo Diaz than he could be Devin Haney. It's really that simple. All right. I, about the fight, I like the fight. That's the fight I did see. I yeah. did enjoy the fight. Um, I said it was going to go the 12 rounds, and if by chance, you know, Fortuna was able to put something together, he could get him out of there. Uh, Jojo does look big to me at damn near any weight class that he's fought at. It's just <laughs> very true. At damn near any, it's his body. any weight He just got a very yeah. big body. He just wide, he's just a wide guy, man. And he he hydrates crazy, you know. So um the dude, I, I don't even understand how he was making. I think Jojo fought at 122. 122. I don't even, I don't even know. He's fought how at 122. Jo- yeah, I don't know how I don't, Jojo I don't was making 122. Hell, I don't know how he even made 126 looking yeah. at him now. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like I, yeah. I don't know how the brother was doing it, man. But whatever it was, he was shrinking, man. I, I know that had to have been tough on his body. I yeah, know that had it, to have been tough. Had to be, yeah. But but it was a good fight, man. I feel like um, Fortuna could have done a better job of just boxing, staying on the yeah. outside and throwing straight punches to keep to keep JoJo honest. I know he's cool with fighting, and that's fine. Like be a fighter, show that show that you got some heart. But if you pay attention real closely to them on the inside, you could see that JoJo was getting in some real tough body shots, man. Yeah. He was very slick on the inside when he threw body shots. And, and you could, I could tell after a while that, man, Fortuna doesn't have that part of the game where he can throw body shots on the inside to keep this guy honest, you know, and keep him off of him. JoJo was better at it. And the other thing is a good matchup for JoJo because Fortuna doesn't throw a lot of straight punches. Fortuna wings a lot of his shots. He wins a lot of wide shots, and he's a hooker. The problem is, if you're a hooker and you're hooking with a hooker, and the guy you let the guy get inside your range, his shorter arms coming down into your body, he's gonna land the blows before you are. And Fortuna was just always in awkward situations. He really didn't use his jab the way he should have. He didn't maintain distance. He didn't throw enough straight left hands. He was too busy throwing wide hooks and looping shots. And I just think against a shorter guy, that makes absolutely no sense. You keep your punches straight. You chop them down. You keep the distance. Oh, and if you let them on the inside, it's because you want to walk them into something. There were no uppercuts. There was nothing. So there, there wasn't the variety there with uh, Fortuna that I thought that he might have been able to do. He had a horrible game plan. And um, I just think he was ill-prepared, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I don't see if I don't see. You know what? Based on that. He could get knocked out playing around with Dev. Devin Haney would destroy Javier Fortuna. Javier, that's that's no I, disrespect, yeah. but I think I think it's a chance. Like the with the way that fight, I know it's just that fight, but mm-hmm. judging by that fight, 
He could get he could get knocked out playing with uh, but, yeah. With and hand. judging by the type of punches he throws, um, and some of the stuff he was hitting JoJo with, he's just not going to hit Dev with. Um, and Dev is way quicker than JoJo Diaz, and mm. I, I just I just like way quicker. I, I just think uh, I think Dev would fuck around and stop Fortuna. I think he'd just stop him. They, I think I think he would hit him with so many shots. He may not put him on his ass and, and he get counted out, but they may just stop the fight just from taking too many blows. I think it's a change because David, like you said, he's fast. I think one of those combos where he wop, 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 you know what I mean, and moves around, and he, if he can knock that head around pretty well, I think, you know, he may he may be able to catch him. But um, salute to Javier Fortuna and, and yeah. Jojo Diaz. What did you say you gave that fight? Um, I gave Jojo a B plus. I gave it a, I think I, I was thinking of a, uh, a B. I think I was yeah. thinking of a B. Um, he did, he did well enough to, to win. He, he was pouring it on, but, you know, Joe, uh, Fortuna was just willing to stand there and, and, and stay in there. He's a hardened guy. You know what I mean? You can tell that yeah. dude's been in the streets. Yeah. So um, salute to them on, on that fight. And then the big guy, big lefty. Gilberto Ramirez and Sullivan Barrera. My goodness, man. My goodness, man. So, of course, an A on that, on the performance of Zuro Ramirez. A That's plus. a tough guy. That's a, tough, a plus. That's a tough guy, man. That right uppercut, that lead right oh. uppercut is one of the nastiest punches. And, and you know, that's a dangerous punch. And he's not scared to do it. And he's not scared to do it. And he did. Did you see it the, before he stopped selling Barrera? He did it again. And then Barrera caught him clean with a good right hand. And he looked at it and, and laughed it off, like, just like, huh, okay, that's what you got. And that's it. And then, went, and then went and finished him. So he showed me he could take a punch because Barrera does pack a good punch in that right hand. Um, and just his, his the variety, just the angles, the variety, the activity. Um, I think he's more dangerous because it looks like he's carrying even more power. He was always a volume puncher and pointed on guys, but I'm starting to see some more actual one punch or two, three punch combination knockout power uh, out of him. He's very dangerous. Um, he, he, he definitely beats Bivol. Um, oh yeah. My Bivol, I, look, but that's Bivol right. That's is right. a great, is an educated fighter. He's a master he craftsman to me yeah. too. But I yeah. don't think he's gonna be able to keep that guy off of him. That guy's mm-hmm. not gonna start coming forward. Zero can box, but he can bang too. Man, the way he was throwing that left to the body, man. Yeah. The way he's throwing think, left and, to the body. And I think Zero beats better beef. I think that's just gonna be a really good fight. And I, I salute it's a, it's whoever a, walks a, out of there. It's it's a good fight because you know we know better be of can 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 give it. I want to see how much he can take it because Zerto is weird with Zerto because Zerto is a very very long. He's tall. He looks taller than he's like almost six three. But yeah, he, he got to be. Even, he got. He looks be. even. He looks even bigger than that. He looks like he's six five. Right. That's what he looks like. But he measured out at like six two and three quarters, and but he's got those super long arms. And he's so dangerous because he can fight on the inside. And I think that's what he would really, really hurt better, really give Better BS problems. That, that lead right uppercut, because Better BS is always on a front foot hunting. And I completely see Better B, I completely see Zurdo giving him a jab, keeping a distance. And then when Better BS feels comfortable, think he's okay, I'm gonna hunt him down. 
I'm gonna go to the body. I completely see Zerto lighten his ass up with that lead right uppercut, and and yeah. Better Beev just walking right into it. Yeah, I, I would have him beating Better Beev. I think I, it, I, I think him. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a very good scrap. I think when yeah. that fight, when that time comes, it's gonna be a really good scrap. I can also yeah. see Zerto throwing that left uppercut. Um, oh yeah, uh, stepping in too. Uh, oh, I can see that too. The kid, that man, man, that brother, man. Zero, man, you 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 was a yeah. bad motherfucker, man. I got. Zero bad. Yeah. I give credit where credit is due, and he's one of them guys, man. Him and, and Benavidez, uh, David, yeah. DB, yeah. like those are some bad motherfuckers, man. Yeah, those I give some, them those some bad dudes. Yeah, and Zuro has a chance, just like David. They both have an opportunity to be top five pound for pound in the next two years. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. just because now that he's with a major outfit, they got money. Um. And he's going to have a platform, right? I just think, and and he's where the belts are on the zone. Bivol and Better Bia were both on the zone. Mm-hmm. So, and Joe Smith, I believe, is ESPN. Correct. But you know, for the right price, they, you know, they'll do business. I, I just, he's a problem, man. I, yeah. I, I, I see him, and he beats Canelo. And if you're at Zildo, the top, there's, there's nowhere to go. Like you yeah, got, you're going to have yeah. to run into this guy. Zurdo beats Canelo. The only guy who has a chance to beat Zurdo is David Benavidez. And and they and will and see each and, other. And is, they will see yeah. each other down the road at one seventy five, yes. probably about three, two, three years from now. Yep. And it will be an absolute fucking war. Yeah, they gonna bang. But not, not, not but not like a sloppy. No, no, no. They gonna they gonna fight. They gonna but, fight. But it's high, gonna be an educated high stakes fight. Chess. Yeah. But a war. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna um, be it's gonna be a fight, and it's gonna start from round one. It's gonna start right from the opening. Oh day. yeah, because you know David going right to him. Yeah, and they, they know they gonna go right to what would you yeah. call that? Right to uh, the middle uh, unstoppable the force, range. immovable yeah. object. That's gonna yeah. be them two guys. They're gonna go right to each other. They ain't going nowhere. They ain't going yeah, nowhere. So that, that's gonna be a phenomenal fight. Um, so yeah, man, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, Zorado is a problem. And I think he's going to get a shot his next fight. I mean, who, I mean, he's beat Jesse Hart twice. I mean, there's nobody else at 175. I mean, no. yeah, they may feed him, you know, they may feed him Callum Smith because Callum Smith's talking about I heard his own mention him. They're trying to figure out the way to get Eddie Hearns guys another check. I get all that. Um, you know, maybe Callum Smith. He destroys Callum Smith. I say that fight ends in six rounds. Real quick. Um, let me say this real quick. Yeah. Uh, Trilla wants to move Lopez Cambosos to Australia in October. Tiafimo mm-hmm. is not on board. That is news. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's too late. Well, they want to move because you get a better live gate. That, that fight's not going to sell in the U.S., number one. No. Nah. So and they, and they already had to postpone it. They already lost money yeah. fucking around with this fight. Well, then now he throws off the schedule with Loma. It throws off it like that. That time horizon is too long, and it leaves Tiafimo on the outside looking in. And he also runs the risk of being stripped of at least one of the titles um, for taking that long. So, um, you know, I think he wants to, he made a big mistake taking that fight number one, but we know why he took it because he went to duck Devin Haney. So, um, yeah, I mean, to think you, the time you, you you knew it was a pandemic, it was the absolute idiotic to think you're gonna go to another country and do a fight and have a live gate during a damn pandemic. So, you know, um, that, that, that was all cap. 
and I just don't think I just don't think uh, Triller did their due diligence as far as knowing knowing fighters and knowing boxing, knowing the boxing community, how to set up a fight. And well, they got duped. They got duped too. They got duped by the mouth of Tiafimo Senior and Junior because there's a lot of mouth with them. Um, They say a lot of shit that is easily disproven that does not age well, you know. But now I see why they do business with Bob. Bob says a lot of things that don't age well. You know, TFM yeah. went to Triller and he's like, you're completely irresponsible. If you're not vaccinated, how could you possibly get COVID? Now Tyson Fury has COVID. Now Tyson has COVID. It's some bad business going on over there. What is Bob Aaron saying? It's horrible business going over there. And the media, they don't talk about it. Again, and this is what they look, again, this, this is, you know, why I call them their special interest groups. It, it's horrible, man, because we all see it. Yeah, but they still and and it's not. I don't think they give a fuck though. They don't give. I know that. I know they don't. But the thing is, once they step out of Little Mexico, ain't nobody going for that shit. Like they can have Little UK and Little Mexico, but when they set off and step off into the greater United States of America, don't nobody think they shit. They really don't. Nobody thinks Joe Tessitore shit. Chris Mannix ain't shit. They all ain't shit. Nobody and everybody knows it. And then and so, y'all opinions yeah. of, of boxing be so fucking bogus and, and far fetched. Yeah. The shit where they're liars. They're not even opinions. Yeah, just just, it, it, just see, lying. And, just yeah. bullshit. You can have an opinion. You can say I think Tiafimo beats Devin Haney. That's an opinion. But Devin Haney's ducking Tiafimo. See, that's a lie. See, it's not. I don't have a problem with the opinion. You can have an opinion, but it's when you lie that that's when I have a problem. And so they're all they're all liars. Um, and, and it's easily disproven. I wish Bill Haney would go in there and just G check them and just, you know, like, look, man, I don't know what problem you have with the truth. Um, and I don't know what problem you have with black people, because your lies always seem to err on the side of being about black people. You and know I would what? literally just, say that to them. They just follow the tradition of Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant and and, and that 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 category that era of fuckery yeah and where, and where are they hbo's dead and 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 uh jim lampley signed with who triller, triller. wow triller can't even put a damn tfimo lopez fight together they, their their big card is oscar de la hoya and vitor belfort so there you go so i mean that, that's not much credibility that's all trash trash so um you know it's it's, it's nonsense man nobody give a damn about them man they, they, they're horrible it, it, yeah, it, it just and it's and when you're listening to to guys like that, to anybody that is listening, pay attention to me. I know I've already said this. I, when I'm watching boxing, I'm paying attention to the actual fight. The guys who are commentating, I give two shits about them the majority of the time because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and it's very opinionated. They have an agenda. They, ha- they have exactly. Agenda. They have an agenda. They're not telling you the realest things about boxing to say that a uh, Devin Haney ducks fighters. He calls out everybody. He didn't call out. He didn't call out Gary Russell for talking. He didn't call out Javier Fortuna, who they said he he didn't call out. He called out Javier, Jojo Javier Fortuna de- declined three fights. Let me tell you, it's a piece of sound. Who was that? Was that uh Fred from Barbershop Conversations? Or no, no, Ego. It was either no Don, Ego or Dante's Boxing Nation. I think I sent you the clip. Dante's it's Dante's Boxing, Boxing Nation. It was Dante's Boxing. And it was literally Bill Haney was on the phone with Samson because Sam, uh, uh, Javier Fortuna is a Samson fighter. And Bill Haney right is right there says, oh, you ain't want to smoke with my son. You said Javier wasn't ready. And Samson says, yeah, you got me. Yeah, this like is one of the times where you got me. Just, you, you got me. I can't deny. 
And so then, but I think later that, on yeah. in that same interview, because I remember that, I think later on in that same interview, remember, because I told you, he said he was going to go on vacation for two weeks and come back and then they'll talk business. Fight yeah. never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you hear that, but then you don't hear Chris Manager, Todd Grisham say, but what about Ryan Garcia after he got put on his ass and he eventually stopped Luke Campbell when he said, I want to fight Javante Davis. Where'd that go? I, I, oh, no, I'm the mandatory. Suleiman, well, you, you know, we're going to give, we're going to do something really dumb as shit. We're going to give Devin Haney two mandatories. Oh, so who were his two mandatories? Oh, his two mandatories was Javier Fortuna and Ryan Garcia. That's why Ryan Garcia was supposed to fight for Javier Fortuna, but he ducked after he dug Devin Haney. He and after he dunked Tank, uh, duck Tank Davis first, then after he dug Devin Haney, then he ducked Javier Fortuna. So let's see who he ducks next. Um, now it's gonna be Jojo Diaz, so he can cap more. You get here is Jojo Diaz is the interim, you know, WBC title holder, which means you're next to fight who? Devin Haney. Devin Haney. How, how do you not like how do you not want to fight for the main belt if you already lined up? You can't sanction this fees. You lined up for that fight, but you don't want to take it. Man, Dev, so, keep, keep your foot on these motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't, don't, and, and that's don't why he didn't up. resign with the zone, too. Don't I'm pretty sure up. that's one of the reasons it gotta why be. he didn't re- resign with the zone. It wasn't just that he wanted to be a free agent and make the big fights, but I think he also, I think they went to them and said, look, your broadcasters are all full of shit and they're racist, because they are. Chris Mannix is racist. Yeah. Todd Grisham is racist. It's got racist some, got some shitheads, when you man. tell blatant lies and then there's a, a pattern and a consistency to who you attach your lies to. And then they have to and also be looking at the situation that Demetrius Andra f- finds himself where he been yeah. over there four or five years and can't get the yeah. actual fights. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's a culmination of things when you're sitting there and you're looking at the zone network and how they go about business. I, I hope. I don't know much because I don't watch them, but I will hope that Ak and Barack, man, they, that they actually would spit the truth and, and say no, they won't. about it. They, 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 don't. They, they, don't, they don't tell the truth either. They, they don't tell the truth either. Ak and Barack ain't shit either. They're liars too. My and I tell them to their man. face, they're liars. They're liars on a whole. Now, they, they don't lie as badly as Mannix and Grisham do, um, but you know, they, they, they're, they're similar. They're around Sergio Moore. Like they're at that level of line. It's like, company I'll man. tell a, I'll take a little bit of the truth, but I'm going to hold the company line. I'm going to pull Andre Ward. I'm a company you know man. I'm saying? Yeah, be a company. I'm a man. company. I'm going to pull Andre Ward. I'm going to be a company man. Just how he is for top rank. And you know, what these guys don't understand is, and they're not thinking about it now because they're short sighted, you know, with the internet, with YouTube, all this shit lives. And so these former boxers who are doing this, people have common sense. 10 years from now, people are going to see clips about, well, what did people say about Ryan Garcia? What did people say about Tia Female? And both those guys are going to get their shit busted and pushed in. They are. They're going to lose because they're losers because they're always looking for some sort of bullshit advantage that's not about boxing. And so people, when you have that mentality, you will lose because that's a lot of energy to keep those lies alive. And that's a, this is where they are. And it, it's caught up with them so much. No, no journalistic I, integrity. No journalistic, no, no journalistic integrity. integrity. And, the, and the guys they trying, whose nuts they trying to uphold, to me are likely both to lose their next fights. They hold Tyson Fury's nuts. He, he trying to find a way not to fight Deontay Wilde, clearly. Um, and all you did was give him more time. Bro, yeah, y'all so dumb. 
Tia female. Okay, what's going on? He can he can get he can get slipped and get out boxed and out pointed by Cambosis if that ever fights, if, if that fight ever happens, and he'll definitely get destroyed by Javante and he'll get out pointed by Devin Haney. So, you know, it's gonna happen. Ryan Garcia, so Ryan Garcia might not even be Jojo Diaz. So, you know, it's a bad, if you're going to like, see, I get, you can cap on Canelo because Canelo actually has skills. He actually fights two to three to four times a year. And so the lies people tell for Canelo are a little bit more viable because he actually puts in the work and he, he does things. But Canelo's day of reckoning will come too for fighting inferior competition because people will say, you know, I know what's going to say, did he hit a wall? What happened to Canelo? He, he's fought so many great, so he, he's such a great competitor. He's fought this so, guy many, was a champion. so much competition. That guy was, he was a champion. A, yeah. He fought that guy. And then all of a sudden, and he'll do up. that. And, it's, and he didn't fall off. He just fought in fair competition. Yeah. He, he went up and against And so then when he guys. loses, which he will, um, he loses to Zerto and he loses to David Benavidez, in my opinion. And he could lose to Better Beef. Um, then, oh, well, he, well, he, was, he was daring to be great. He took a chance. And that's cool. All of these guys are you know, daring to be great. All and, of them and, are. And yeah. And anytime anybody steps in the ring, they're taking a chance. And if you step in the ring, you can lose your life. So everybody takes a chance. You want to really, really want to play that game. But, you know, that's the guy who I'll accept the cap from. Because at least I respect Canelo's skills. And I think Canelo actually will fight. Now, I think Canelo's calculated. I think, but I don't think Canelo's actually scared. I just think he looks for advantages. Um, but I think Ryan Garcia is scared. I think Tiafimo Lopez, and I'm saying this, I think they're scared. And I think where they're scared of, they're scared. I don't even think it's about the, the losing. They're scared of being embarrassed and looking bad because they're such narcissists. And they have such large egos. They care about how other people view them. And I think they don't want to fight. Man, Devin Haney might make, you know, Devin Haney made little Nars look like a fucking amateur until Nars clipped him. Bro, he looked amateur. I mean, he could, he was just swinging in the air. Devin was doing the same combination over and over and over. And Lenars kept getting hit with it and then kept trying to return with a left hook and missing, coming with a right cross and missing. Devin ducking, Devin slipping. Bah, 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 bah. It was happening round after round after round. Standing in front of him. Wasn't standing it, right. Wasn't in front of him. Wasn't nowhere else but in front of a guy. And nobody's made Lenaris look that bad. Not even the great Lomachenko made Lenaris look that bad. He, he, so he, to, it was on, it was kind of on that level to me, but it, it, it didn't but, look but, that bad. It but it didn't look like Loma Loma did it, but Loma had to get put on his ass to figure it out. You know what? And he, yeah, and the other thing that separates them two in the, in their fights with uh Lenares is the fact that. Dev, like we said, he stood in front. Yeah, Loma didn't stand in front. Yeah, he was. He had, he had a whole. He had a whole lot of more. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, Loma yeah. does his darting, 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 darting thing, and um, he can't do that against Dev. Dev is actually just as quick as he is, just as athletic. And I think Dev is the one who's going to be pivoting on Loma. See, the thing about the weakness in Lomachenko that I see is, you know, it, yeah, it's a guy like Tiafimo who's going to make him think twice about coming in. But then, you know, hey, what if Loma gets some courage? Like, I think he'll have courage if they ever do a rematch. But the problem with that he'll have with a Devin Haney is Devin Haney will make him have to pivot. See, nobody thinks about that. Loma is always initiating the pivot and the change of direction. 
What about when somebody forces Loma to change directions? See, we've never seen that. And I think that's where Devin Haney gets his ass because Devin Haney has the foot speed and the hand speed to do it. And Devin Haney can set him up for it because, number one, he's going to keep Loma at a distance for a minute with that jab. That jab is a problem because it's not just once it's an up jab. It's a power jab. It's, I, have it's, he he, jab. I have a feeling he'll go to Loma. I have a feeling well, he'll go to Loma. You know, he'll definitely go. He'll, he'll stand right in front of Loma and they'll pivot. See, Tiafimo was, was good. He was pivoting after Loma pivoted, but he was quick with it. It was like a split second after. Devin Haney's going to pivot either ahead or with Lomachenko. See, that's a problem. Because the thing about Lomachenko is, see, he looked good against Nakatani because Nakatani had horrible feet and he was too slow. Lomachenko is in a horrible position, much like Manny Pacquiao. When they move and change directions and they pivot, they are so not fundamentally sound and they are so, literally, if you hit them, they'll appear to be off balance, but they're in such bad position, but they get away with it because they're so quick that the guys can't move with them to take advantage of it. Devin Haney will be there to take advantage of those pivots and nail Lomachenko as he does it and catches him in a bad position. I can't. I and can't I think that's what that. people aren't. I can't wait for that fight. That's the fight. I, re- I really want to see that fight because I, I want people to see what happens when Lomachenko has the same thing happen to him that he yeah. does to other people. Or he or a guy like Tank who says that that's cool, too. But guess what? Mm-hmm. I can do that shit. I well, yeah, well, that. Tank will, number one, Tank is a southpaw, so Tank is going to destroy his angles, first and foremost. Yeah. Number two, Tank can pivot with him. Number three, Loma gets away with that against the bigger guys. Notice, he didn't do that to Rigo. He just walked Rigo down. He did, No, he, he moved. He, 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 was, he, 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 he was moving, he, bro. He, he, he was he turning. Moved. He was pivoting. He was tur- he was turning, but he was pivoting more on an axis. He wasn't coming in. like He, he wasn't doing what he was doing to Nakatani. Nakatani, he was getting in the pocket, spinning them all the way around. Nakatani was a robot, my guy. You know that. Yeah, that right. And so robot. I just think against Tank, the problem with that is, is that Loma it does it a lot. And we know what happened. You cannot do the same thing in front of Tank Davis a lot. He will figure it out. He'll time you. And then he will detonate something on you and then he'll end you. Man, and I, I saw think, him, yeah. I saw him work, I saw Tank working out one time, uh a video. I'll say it that way, not not actually in the gym, but I saw him working out one time and they had a guy boxing, trying to box him. And Tank wasn't trying to knock him out. He was showing how good his foot movement was. Yeah. And it was so crazy to see. I was like, damn, this this boy can fucking move, man. He's a lot quicker than people think. Yeah, That's the other oh, thing. yeah. And, and Pe- I, people think Tank is just like, no, 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 it ain't that. He, he, he just hasn't had that. to do it. Yeah, Tank <laughs> does that because ain't nobody forced him to do nothing else. Exactly. But watching those clips of him actually training and, and move, cutting the ring off, being where guys mm-hmm. are, uh, uh, being, a, being a step ahead before they get to the spot that they're trying to get to. It was a beautiful thing to sit there and watch. And I was sitting there looking like, man, y'all, this kid is going to be just a fucking problem for anybody that get in there. Until y'all make yeah. him, until y'all force him to do something different, this is just what it's going to be. But he yeah. got the I mean, skills. The got- only thing to stop Tank is you have to punish him. You got to punish him. You're not going to, to me, you're not, and this is why Dev needs to get more power. To me, you're not, it's a tall task to completely, I don't think anybody outclasses Tank in boxing. I think you can slightly outbox him, but I don't think it's, and it's only a few people could do that, but I don't think you can outclass him heavily. You, if you're outboxing him or boxing at his level, you have to be able to hurt him. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You have to be able to discourage him from doing what he wants to do. And, and I wouldn't say get more power. I would say you just have to get stronger because if you don't, yeah, you know, he's just. We, yeah, that's the stronger. correct language. You definitely yeah. got to get strong. I mean, yeah, power, you either have you, the. Yeah, you'd have it, you got it. Yeah, that's guy given. Yeah, you know, look at Deontay Wilder. He, yeah, you got man. it. You know, a wiry guy, but he just got it in that right hand, boy, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and oh, can you imagine the way he generates that power coming from his feet all the way from them shoulders when he's slinging that fucking rifle out there, man? That yeah. shit is crazy the way he does that. It's it's crazy the way crazy. he does. It. He has his own mechanism, which is you know a little different, but it's highly effective. And when it lands, it detonates. That shit is, man, bomb. Nobody squad takes for that real. punch. Yeah, nobody's taking that punch and stayed on their feet. Nobody. Nah, everybody I've seen get hit. They they went down, especially flush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my thing. They, it's not even he hits them and they hurt. He hits them with it and they go down. That's the there. thing. Like, my goodness. Know, I'm used to people delivering something and you daze them or you hurt them, but he hits them with it and they go down. And generally, that boy they don't you, get back up. Yeah. Generally, they don't. He put, yeah, generally, yeah. they don't get up. A so lot it's of guys like, that's what's crazy point. about his power. Man, when he hit Dominique Brazil, that I was, was like, my God. I mean, that, that meme where they show his soul leaving yeah. his body. Yeah. But but listen, Jake, anybody that's listening, go back and watch the fight. Go back and watch the Dominique Brazil fight. Right before it happens, you hear his people in the corner going, say goodnight. It's time yep. to say goodnight. Is you can hear it very low, yeah. but because I'm a yeah. I'm a guy that knows sound, I, I, I you know doing music yeah. and shit. You can hear them in the background going, "It's time to say goodnight." Here it come, and then when he thought right before he goes, he goes, "There it is," and he launches that fucking rifle, man, and tees off on fucking. Uh, he nailed him flush, and he just crumbled, crumbled, bro, crumbled like a like a like like like. Tissue paper, not even like hard paper that you write on. It was like tissue paper. Like they say, uh, drop like a sack of potatoes. Man, that was nasty. <laughs> that that's one of the nastiest, yeah. It's, Speaking it's of so Deontay Wilder, I think a guy named Andre Ward is is jealous of, of, of that kid's uh, ability. You Jose? Know? Yeah, he's a Jose. <laughs> he's a Jose? He's a Jose. No way, yeah, Jose. Man. Yes, you are. You're a Jose, man. Jealous one, still envy. And, and it's not to say that Deontay Wilder has the craziest skill set. It's the power that Deontay Wilder has. And let me say this, man. If you grew up in the South, because I know the majority of my family in the South are strong as shit. Yes, they are. I got a bunch of them in Tennessee. They are strong <laughs> as shit. I have heard yeah. stories of my grandfather picking up logs and walking down the street to help build cabins and shit like that or whatever it was he was yeah. doing. So. Yeah. People in the South are strong as shit. And because those are our ancestors who have lived there and they would they and they come from that background of surviving and slavery and things of that nature. That's hard work. Yes. Yeah. It's there. Hard labor. It yeah. is just there. That manual fucking labor. Slave like that is just it just made the motherfucker strong. So there's nothing to really be mad about when you see it. You just have to honor it. And, and, and salute a motherfucker like Deontay Wilder and George Foreman and guys like that who can just crunch your shit. It don't take much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, my problem with Andre Ward is, you know, he's out of order. And um, for him to not even check himself, um, when you got a great like Evander Holyfield who fought in the division uh, and is telling you 
Like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. He literally told Andre what he don't know what he's talking about. Um, you know, and it's just unnecessary, man. You know, you, you know, I, you, there's so many things to cover on the fight. And, you know, I, he's totally being a company guy. I get it. He doesn't want to damage the asset. But then just don't say anything at all. Just shut the hell up, Andre Ward. Bro, if you want to, to be, why, why even be a company man? You're a boxer. Yeah, just, like, yeah, you, just, you, you a black man. You a black man. And, and, and I love how Fred, pick up to Fred from Barbershop Conversations. You're supposed to be a human that's a Christian, right? You love white Jesus, but Tyson Fury, always cursing. Tyson Fury, talking about how he love prostitutes. Tyson Fury, PED user cocaine addict, cheater, got caught by a sparring partner. Deontay Wilder, Wilder went to the Olympics, been tested, been tested every fight. Vada, USADA, all of that. He never did anything wrong to anybody. And he's a black man. And he's from the South. And you want to rep a white dude from UK. And let's even leave his race out of it, but he's a known cheater. He's all the way around. I don't, I don't, a known cheater. You're a fucking cheater. And, 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 and you want to sit up here and you want to talk about Deontay Wilder has, is defeated or I don't, you don't like what he did because he had his headphones on. The fight sells itself, Andre Ward. You should keep your fucking mouth shut. He, he don't owe you anything when it comes to the, to, to the media event. The whole purpose of the media event is to promote the fight. So what he's saying is, it's true. He's I'm going to let Tyson Fury do all the work. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be real, real short and sweet about why I'm here. And I'm here for revenge. I'm here for a reckoning. Yep. And that's all I got to say. That's it. All the other bullshit, we're not going to talk about it because if we get into it, y'all are not going to do anything but cap and lie and defend Tyson Fury anyway. So and why would I waste my time? Even if you would have said some shit, I'm only here because it's part of my job. If you would have done some shit like Marshawn Lynch would, you would still criticize him. You still criticize him. Deontay Wilder ain't said nothing for, what, a year or whatever? Yeah. And then he slowly yeah. started talking. Yeah. And that boy had yeah. more traction than anybody else yeah. out there. But yeah, but, but shame on Andre Ward. You got a guy who, and, and people act so surprised with this, the Anthony Joshua shit. All the people who, I'm disappointed. Man, they can all, they can all kiss my ass. And I'm mad at every last one of them. And I'm not going to name no names. Some people on YouTube who happen to, you know, have melanated skin. Oh, I was really looking forward to that fight. Nigga, a contract is a contract. They, Tyson Fury signed that contract. And that contract stipulated that there was going to be a rematch. So why are people, why do people want to give Tyson, you know, it, man, slavery and the power of ignorance, of just, of just, of just, Conscientious stupidity and sincere ignorance is, is so pervasive because what makes them think that Deontay Wilder shouldn't want that? Well, he got beat so bad. No, he didn't. His corner threw the tile in. He didn't quit. He didn't go out on his back. He didn't Mark have to go Breland through threw in the he, tile. He, Mark Breland threw the tile in. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, he's a fighter. He's a warrior. Now, when Mexicans do it, you guys give him their flowers. Oh, he's a warrior. Look at him. He wants to be on the comeback. He wants to avenge his loss. Deontay Wilder does it. Oh, he's hating. He's getting in the way of AJ and Fury. And we didn't know he was going to win his arbitration. That's just some racist ass shit. And it's getting so bad that I think boxing damn near needs to be, there needs to be a protest. 
And that's why I'm going to unsubscribe from DAZN. And I will unsubscribe from ESPN too pretty soon until they get their shit together. Look, you can have opinions. I don't care if ESPN wants to promote top rank fighters because they have a contract. I get the, the mutually aligned interest. I don't care if DAZN wants to promote Golden Boy and Matchroom fighters because they have a mutually aligned interest. But the number one rule you do in business, here's why they do bad business is you don't do harm to your own industry. So to talk bad about an Errol Spence when you're lying, to talk bad about a Deontay Wilder when you're lying, you're going out of your way and you're only doing it to black fighters. So to the zone, to Walt Disney ESPN, you are racist institutions as it relates to the industry of boxing. And that is not an opinion. That's a fact. There is empirical data. Yeah, we We plainly plainly see it. It's right, it's right in front of us. And I think what needs to happen is if I am the PBC fighters, you know, I literally, because Al doesn't talk and I hate on Al, but Al's going to keep doing his business. That's business. But if I'm the fighters, I literally say, man, if you're a fan of mine, man, unsubscribe from ESPN and DAZN. And, and I would give them all the reasons why. And I would point out, and I would just hire you. Got, they got teams, they got market people. It'd be so easy to put together a clip of all the hypocrisies, all the double standards, all the racist comments. And I would put it to them. I really would. And I'll tell you this much. I know they love their Mexican fan base and the Latino fan base so much. But I tell you this much, if black people unsubscribe from ESPN, they got a fucking problem. If black people unsubscribe from the zone, they got a fucking problem. And so, look, I don't care about the opinions. People got opinions about the NBA finals. I'm not mad if somebody thinks the Suns are going to beat the Bucks or the Bucks are going to beat the Suns. But what I don't want to hear people say is, oh, well, Giannis is trash. Giannis isn't trash. He can't shoot. He's not a good free throw shooter, but he's not trash. I don't want to hear people say, oh, he's on a stage uh, where you can't get to. Yeah. Well, yeah. only 400 here, athletes uh, can make he, it. He, he, he ain't Kobe. He never said he was Kobe, but he's inspired by Kobe and he's doing his thing. So I just don't want to hear the lies. That's my thing. Stop with the lies. Stop with the misinformation. Because y'all know good and, and damn well if Manny Pacquiao wanted to fight Juan Manuel Marquez again, y'all would line up to see that shit. Exactly. Or if, if Canelo wanted to fight Abney Yildrum again. Yeah, I would line up to see it. They would line up to see it. So, it, look, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to waste all our time getting into the double standards, the lies, the racism. But at the end of the day, I think as black fight fans and even as black people, um, you know, zone has other content. They have other um, verticals. ESPN is owned by Walt Disney. They have other whole businesses that are underneath their banner. And I think um, if black people said, you know what, we don't like how you're lying on black fighters or we don't like how you're misrepresenting the truth and we can send you information on it, we're just not going to spend our money with you. I'm pretty sure Fox would love and Showtime would love. Oh, okay. well, that's more money you can spend with us. Right. Right. And if they think boxing will survive, you can. If you took all the black fighters out, boxing would die. And so it's just like any other sport. If you took all the black fighters out of the NFL, if you took them out out of uh, um, even Major League Baseball, and when I say black, I even mean Afro-Latinos too. You know, even if you take them all all out of the NBA and NFL, it would all die. And so uh, it has to stop. It must stop. That shit would go um, back to being bland as fuck. it, It just wouldn't even be aired. You, there, would, there, would be, there wouldn't be the revenue. There wouldn't be the interest because we drive the culture. None of them do. We do. 
And, um, you know, either have to move their business to Mexico, which is fine. But I think most of them, I think the Mexican fight fans would repel, would not like that because they know really good talent when they see it. A lot of Mexican fans love Javante Davis. A lot of Mexican fans love Earl Spence. I, I saw Danny Trejo. He was at the, at the fight. He was like, man, you know, I know everybody say respect Pacquiao. Pacquiao's a legend, but I got Earl Spence and here's why. Oh, and I love Tank Davis. And he's not loving them because they're black. He's loving them because he's a fight fan. And he's like, I, I, I'm looking at these guys. I see what they can do. And Danny Trejo's a Danny Trejo's a former fighter himself. If and a former fighter himself. And so this is not an indictment on the Mexican people. This is an indictment on the mainstream media trying to perpetrate a fraud on certain demographics, trying to exploit what they think is a perceived division. When at the end of the day, you have a product, and the number one rule in the business is to put the best product out there. And they're failing, and they're failing miserably to put the best product out there. And the means of division is a very poor, disingenuous, and unethical marketing scheme. And I think it needs to be exposed. And I think we need to boycott. I think we should literally boycott. Because if we boycott it, I guarantee you it would change. I guarantee you it would change. I guarantee it. Because money talks. Absolutely. Racism disappears really quickly. When that money when the green goes away. Yeah, man. So Joe Tessator, uh Chris Mannix, Todd Grisham, which y'all racist ass. Yeah, you know, Andre Ward, with you being Sambo, you know, all you niggas on this whole shit, they want to they want to play the company line, but you're doing it unethically. Andre Ward, you you don't even need them. Yeah, you don't need them. I, I could keep going. It's like, man, y'all can miss me with that, man. Because if we if we're not here and we don't spend our money and we don't subscribe, you don't get paid. Yeah. Watch what happens to your job. Who guess whose job? Just look, if all black people uh, uh, terminate their subscription to ESPN, who do you think will lose their job first? Probably them guys. They would definitely lose. You know, are we going to keep Andre Ward or are we going to keep Joe Tessitore? We're going to keep Joe Tessitore. He's actually a journalist. Andre Ward's just a former nigga fighter. Ain't, See, ain't Joe Tessitore the same one who had to uh, gravel to uh, sob and beg back for, for a job at ESPN yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 he is. They, they all have a history. And so it, it needs to stop. Dan Rayfield, got, he got fired. For, for double dipping, he went in and had the yeah. zone pay for his tickets or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then went back and told the company for his expense report that he needed to be reimbursed for it. Yeah, it's all it's incestuous, it's unethical, it's racist, it's stupid, and it's bad business. And so um Yeah, I don't care about the sport of boxing, man. They don't, don't care about the sport of boxing. I don't care about the sport of boxing. And at the end of the day, the number one rule is again, look at the other way around. You don't hear the PBC commentators, Terrence Crawford is trash. Uh, man, Tyson Fury, and, and they'd they be telling the truth. PBC would be telling the truth. PBC's not even saying, and I think they should do counter-programming, but they have ethics. And he, let me say the difference between ethics with them. Man, and so back to Tyson Fury's cocaine problem. Oh, Tyson Fury can't even fight in his own country. Oh, Tyson Fury popped for PEDs. PBC and Fox and Showtime could easily do that and be telling the truth. And you could even sue them for libel or defamation of character or anything because it's all documented, known truth. It's true. But they don't even do it. Do you know why? Because of business. 
they want more people watching Wilder Fury. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so they so them over at ESPN and the zone are the most unethical and dumbest business people. And even if it's seen in my life, even if it does come to a guy like Terrence Bud Crawford, sometimes they won't even mention him just because nobody wants to say nothing. You know what I mean? When Terrence Crawford is the house nigger. So actually not the house nigger. He the field nigger that tricks. So for them, he's their main guy, but only in certain conditions. Man, now, I hope y'all know what buck breaking is. I hope right. y'all know what that now, when, is, man. When it was Terrence Crawford and Loma, look how they did Terrence Crawford. Now, when it's Terrence Crawford Earl, uh, we like this nigga more than that nigga. This nigga at least gets us money. So we're going to roll with this nigga here. That's what they do to Terrence Crawford. And he knows it. Now, does PBC do that? No, they don't. One thing I can say about them is, if at minimum, they just don't even talk about it. So I'd rather you not even say anything yeah. than do harm. Yeah. And especially stop lying. Bud Crawford has avoided every major competitor at 147 pounds. PBC can say that, but they don't. But it wouldn't be a lie. It's the truth. And not even the, the fighters go out their way to, to necessarily bad mouth them. Like, no, a lot of people, like, they, he's know, been called out to fight. But no one's yeah. really said, like, he's a what horrible does Earl fighter say? or anything I like, like Terrence Crawford. I like Bud as a fighter. You know what? I think he's a good fighter. I'll beat him, but I like him. You know, what does Derrick James say? Uh, you know, Crawford, yeah, he's a good fighter. See, here's how you know who the bitches and hoes are. Now, you go ask Bud. Man, I want 50-50, man. Fuck it, I ain't going to fight him. You listen to Bo, man. I give a rat's ass about that fight. Aero Spence ain't shit. You listen to Robert Garcia. Oh, he's basic, but he beat your brother's ass. And all your fighters keep losing, like Jose Ramirez, like Tanahata. See, this, this, what you reap what you sow. And so this is the shit that, that's got to stop in boxing because these guys know better. Could you imagine watching the NBA Finals and the Suns are up 2-0, but all the announcers talked about was the Milwaukee fucking Bucks? Could you imagine that? Motherfuckers the Tampa like, Bay Lightning. Talking about them, man. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning just won a Stanley Cup, four to one. Could you imagine if the commentators were like, "Oh, but yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay, yeah, but but you know the Habs, the Canadians, you know, the, the, yeah, you know, they they're, they're the team of destiny. They, they, you know, the, oh look, they beat this team in, in, in these finals over here, but they lost the Stanley Cup, four to one, a gentleman's sweep. See, NFL, Tom Brady, they beat the Chiefs. Could you imagine? If when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Chiefs, the NFL media was like, but that Patrick Mahomes, man. He's he the quarterback has, of the future. Oh, he's, he's the quarterback. He's the, you know, oh, man, Patrick Mahomes, woulda, shoulda, coulda, didda, Tom Brady, deflate gate, hudda. No, Tom Brady won, and they like that nigga the GOAT. And the Chiefs got their ass kicked. And, yeah, they had two that starting tackles, you know, were hurt and the fucking Chiefs couldn't block nobody. And Patty Mahomes got their ass whooped. Good luck next year. Yeah. And that's it. Next year. This is why boxing has no credibility because all these whole ass people that work in boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking the game up. Bitch ass niggas. And and I'm I'm passionate about this because this is what's wrong. People say, well, man, they look at our politics. Sports is indicative of society. And the reason why sports is indicative of society is because sports is the one thing that brings everybody together. It's a common interest. Politics are clean water, clean air, taxes, 
All of those are common interests. This is what ties all of us together, no matter what religion, sex, sexual orientation, whatever you want to do it, we all under that shit. And so you wonder how all this capping can happen. But look at what sports is doing. Look at what sports is doing. Oh, the election was rigged. Really, nigga? Oh, Ryan Garcia is, is, should have Jojo Diaz. How can Ryan Garcia even be talked about for a fight? That nigga left and ducked three people in a row in a matter of 30 days, and he's out of, the, out of commission with anxiety. Why are you even talking about Ryan Garcia? Like, it, it, this is the shit I'm talking about. And so somebody who has a platform large enough, and I know the YouTubers be doing it, but we need somebody that's mainstream. We need a, a real sports journalist. We need somebody who is who has clout, who has standing in the sports world to write an op-ed, to go on one of these major platforms and call all these liars and all this whole-ass shit out. Because it's been going on forever, bro. This shit been going and on And somebody forever. needs to do it. Somebody needs to do it. I'm gonna tell you why it needs to be done. For the weak ass, the niggas who be on weak ass shit like Bud Crawford, they'll never change as long as the system stays the same. For the Mexican fight fans who just wanna feel good about being Mexican and not really focus on, hey, let's root for the best fighters. It'll never change. For them being, getting their money stolen from them, from watching their favorite guys fight inferior competition when they could be paying the same amount and getting a much better product, it'll never change. Man, to all the Mexican fans out there, man, when y'all ever known Juan Manuel Marquez, Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera, when did y'all ever know them to, to stay out the way of good fights, great fights? They fought everybody that they were supposed to fight. They fought everybody that they put in, fought, in, fought in, in front of them. When Barrera, Man, when Barrera lost to Junior Jones twice, yeah. Eric Morales was like, give me that. I'll take that. Yeah. Give yeah. me that. He that. If he that good, I'll take him. And he, right. and he knocked his ass out. He stopped him. Yeah, he did. He stopped yeah. Junior Jones. Yeah. And, I, and I like Junior Jones. I love Junior Jones as a fighter. Yeah. Crazy yeah. ass, crazy ass way of throwing his jab out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Wiry long guy in the lower way. Eric classes. Morales is a bad motherfucker. But Eric Morales is just a bad motherfucker, man. You know, and you listen to him and you hear what he says about Canelo. And it's not Canelo hate, it's Canelo facts. But you know what pissed me off, and I'm gonna call him out. I was listening to the boxing voice, right? Nesta Gibbs, he got guys on there, he got people on there. I don't know about some of our coastal motherfuckers, bro. I just don't, I don't get it. It's like, look, I get it, you can have an opinion. I know he did the interview with Chris Colbert, he was trying to defend Chris Colbert, it was just an opinion. And Ness, I'll say this, everybody can have an opinion, right? But it's the way in which you express that opinion that reveals who you are and what's going on with you. Like, I can sit up here and say, I think Errol Spencer beat Bud Crawford. Well, why? I think, I think Crawford had a problem with the jab and I think Errol will eventually wear him down and get to his body. And I think Bud will eventually not be able to move. And I just don't think, I don't think um, Bud will land, land cleanly enough on Errol to stop Errol and his work rate, I think Errol will eventually just grind him down. I'm not saying 
Oh, because Bud, uh, a weak-ass nigga, he can't box. He can't fight. He ain't got no skills. No, that would be a lie. Bud has many skills. Now, he ain't fought no top-notch competition, but I'm not going to cap and say he doesn't have amazing skills, because he does. One of the reasons why I'm so hard on him, if he was a weak, if he was weak, if he was, and there's no disrespect, if he was Henry, where Hank, Hank Lundy is right now, I wouldn't be saying anything. Because I'm like, okay, you passed your prime. You at a certain level, you maxed out, no need to even go there. But we bring Bud up because the expectations are higher because of what we see. And so get back to the boxing voice, man. I'm listening to this whole thing. They're talking about <laughs> Canelo and how impressive his wins are. And this one dude came on there and had the nerve to talk about, um, they were talking about Caleb Plant. And he was, uh yeah, he was probably a PBC hater. He's a, 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 a motherfucker who probably just can't get the plug, so he upset the PBC. Maybe somebody PBC, you know, told him he wasn't shit. I don't know what his issue is. That's how I feel about a lot of these niggas. They feel some type of way about Al, or they feel some type of way about Mayweather, and then, they, you know, it, it's like a cancer. It just spreads. Um, and I, I'm hearing a lot of that shit now with the whole Pac-Man, Man, Manny Pacquiao thing. Look, Mayweather beat Manny Pacquiao. I don't care what y'all want to say. He beat him. He's greater. Has Manny had a longer career yes he has yeah if, if, if you good if you gauge a great career that's subjective that you're saying he had a better career because he who cares about the losses that's a fucking lie losses do matter it is, it's not that we we're blaming you or we're we're giving up on you i love manny pacquiao he's one of my top all-time great fighters but he lost and he's gotten slept Floyd didn't lose and never got slept, never even got knocked down. So this is, these are just facts. See, that's objective. You can have your subjective guys that you like. That's fine. It's when you try to pass your subjectivity off for objectivity, it becomes a problem. How's a guy who lost to a guy who's been knocked down several times, knocked out fucking cold, how is he going to be better than the guy that beat him that's never even been knocked down. It's basically just going off your opinion. That's the fighter that you prefer. Right. right. So that's sub that's subjective. But objectively speaking, it matters. I like Patty Mahomes better than Tom Brady. I do. But guess what? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. So just because my subjective opinion is I like Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady. I'm still objective, and I realize that Tom Brady won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, I can say that Pat Mahomes has a better skill set than uh, Tom Brady. But at the yeah. end of the day, Tom Brady has six or seven rings. He Tom Brady his... has seven Super Bowl championships. And he's and been there how many times? Head head. Seven. He's been there, like, what, ten times? Ten. And won seven. And he went head-to-head with Patty Mahomes, and he won. And it was a blowout. So my, my thing is, could you imagine if you and I were like, we see the score of the game. We saw what happened. But we're like, oh, no, but Patty Mahomes still, he still won. Could you imagine people would be looking at us like we need meds? See, that's how I look at these niggas. They need meds. Get off, get, get out of your vagina and quit being so subjective right. and trying to pass it off as objectivity. You can like Manny Pacquiao. You can love Manny Pacquiao. Absolutely. But quit lying. Don't hate on Floyd to sell your subjectivity about Manny. Manny's great in his own right, but he ain't greater than Floyd Mayweather. 
So when Max Kellerman tries to say that bullshit, it's nonsense. Because you know they're so, always trying to find something else to make it so if Phoenix make it seem like it works. If Phoenix beats Milwaukee, so Max Kellerman is on ESPN the first take, and I would love for somebody to ask him this. If Phoenix beats Milwaukee in the finals this year, and it's over, and it happened, there's a winner, there's a loser. What if I went on the show and I said, well, Milwaukee's greater than Phoenix? They're going to look at you and go, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? So that's how the fuck I'm looking at all these dumbass, weak-ass, punk-ass bitches talking about Pacquiao is greater than Floyd. No, he's not. He just isn't. He lost to him. You lost. And then your excuse was that you had a shoulder problem. There are no excuses. Just like there's no excuses in the Super Bowl. Nobody cares that Patty Mahomes, two starting left, right tackle, left tackle out. Nobody cares that Kevin Durant uh, 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 came off injury and he lost Kyrie and didn't had a hobble James Harden. Nobody cares that that when Steph won, Kyrie and Kevin Love was out. Nobody cared that you showed up to fight. That when Kawhi won, you know that 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 Clay and and Katie was gone. They're winners and they're losers, and shit happens. That's what happens in sports. You Injuries are a part of the game. Exactly. You show up. And if you to sign fight. a contract and you take the field, then it is what it fucking is. You and so, to, to Nestor Gibbs at the Boxing Voice, to his road dogs over there, and all these other punk ass. Wait, wait, what, what did Nestor say? Man, what? look, look, I, and I like Ness, but it's like, and, and you get the whole New York slang. He's been around for a long time, but look, man, like, there's a difference between a, a subjectivity and objectivity. You can push your subjectivity all day long. I can kill it. You can say Pacquiao is my favorite fighter. You can even say, I think Pacquiao is better than Floyd. I'm not even tripping if you say that. But when you say, well, Floyd had his career, Pacquiao's had his career, Manny is ahead of Floyd. See, that's where you lose me. That's where that's you're not said. being objective. They've all said it. Max Kellerman. All of them, they always, and every time you talk about what well, Canelo's ducking at this, they always got to well, look at what Mayweather did. Dude. And here's the here's a, here's a, here's a thing with that. No matter what, y'all still bring his name up. Yeah. Y'all still and bring so, his name up. Yeah. And, 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 you know, what, 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 what Floyd did this and Floyd did that. And Floyd, look, Floyd had his career. Floyd's fucking retired. You know, even I hear Justin Fortune, you know, and, and again, this is why I think Manny's going to get knocked the fuck out too. You're so busy trying to sell us a a a, a a a rank bill of goods, just something that is just just a stench. Well, look at who Mayweather's fighting. He's fighting a fucking YouTuber with his accent. It's like, nigga, Floyd's retired. Like, Manny is still fighting. Floyd is retired. So the only motherfucker you can know that can uh, do a sparring match and make a hundred million dollars. So Man, Justin, it. yeah, Justin stop Fortune it. is talking about well, they keep wanting to compare themselves to Floyd. Number one, you can't. Floyd has made more money. So again, it's prize fighting. So let's analyze the prize first. He's had more earnings. Shut the fuck up. And this is to all the people who want to talk. And I'm not a Floyd lover. I'm just a fact person. He has more earnings. I'm not period. a big Floyd. I'm not a big Floyd Mayweather Jr. fan. So just right. so people understand. So that. I'm just saying, but the facts are, if you look at the top pay-per-views and you look at the earnings, he's made the most money. So that's prize. It's called prize fighting. Now let's look at the fighting. He's 50 and 0. He fought Manny Pacquiao. What was the result? 
result was unanimous decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got out box. Last time I checked, when somebody wins unanimous decision, unanimous decision, that means they won the fight. Now, now let's look at that. That's that's so that's passing. Let's look in the present. We talk about a Justin Fortunes or other people who want to compare Manny to Floyd. Are we comparing Patty Mahomes to Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck is a retired quarterback who used to be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. So if Justin Fortune wants to say, well, look at, look at what Floyd is doing and look at what Manny, Manny's, Manny's still doing this. Well, I don't hear anybody on NFL Network talking about, well, 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 well look at what Patty Mahomes is doing and look at what, look at what, look at what uh, Andrew Luck is doing. It's idiotic. You know why? Because Andrew Luck is retired. Andrew Luck can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Facts. Facts. If and Floyd so, decides to go do that again in three or four months, that's his and fucking And I'm going to give you a quote that he said that's facts. He said, I retired from boxing, not entertainment. There it is. See, and this is why those guys will always lose. This is why Pacquiao gets slept. This is why if we have a, a real debate, you can't win on facts. You can push your opinions all you want to. But when we but put the facts, facts on the table, are not on your side. When we put the so, facts on the table, that shit goes away. That's the problem. And so I heard this nonsense about somebody trying to say talk shit about you know a Caleb plan and oh Canelo oh you want to hold his nuts oh like he did something great Canelo ain't done shit Callum Smith ain't shit Callum Smith ain't shit Billy Joe Saunders ain't shit he's a two weight division champion Billy Joe Saunders is better than Caleb Plant no he's not who was he be then he had the nerve to say Andy Lee. Some nigga that was on there with Ness had the nerve to say Andy Lee. Now, Andy I give Lee. Ness, I, so, yeah. Salute to Andy Lee because Andy salute Lee, to Andy Lee. He, he, he ran Crunk Jim. He ran Crunk Jim. Yeah, yeah. He ran Crunk Jim, but, but I give Ness credit. Ness completely destroyed him on the Andy Lee argument. I give him Ness credit. See, this is, what, this is what confuses me. You have a level of objectivity, but then people get in their feelings about certain things and certain people, and they can't be objective. Andy Lee is And that is the problem. I know. And they can't be objective. So one guy was trying to say, well, he, Andy Lee is a better win. But for, 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 for uh, this, for, I think it was Billy Joe Santos, somebody, then Uskatagi was for Caleb Plant. And no, he wasn't. Uskatagi, yeah, Andy Lee, Supposedly had power, got a few guys, but Uskatagi was a more feared opponent than Andy Lee was. It's it just, it just, it's just, it's so much cap. It, it's just so many lies, and it's the lack of objectivity. And you know, it, it's ridiculous. And you hear, Chris, you know, same thing. Let's talk about Chris Colbert when when Ness wanted to defend Chris Colbert. And I get it. He's interviewing him. He don't want to lose his access to people. He, he feels he wants to defend a person. Look, Chris Colbert gave his opinion on the fight where he lost everybody was his lack of objectivity about Tyson Fury and about Manny Pacquiao. So you, so let's start with Manny Pacquiao. Everybody says you can't count Manny out. You're right. But let's look at the records. Has Errol Spence ever been knocked down? Not at all. Has Errol Spence ever lost? No, sir. Has Manny Pacquiao lost? Seven times, I think. Has Manny Pacquiao ever been knocked down? He's been knocked down on quite a few times. Now, 
Let's He's be also objective. been knocked out three times, I think. Now, let's be objective. People talking all this shit, Manny Pacquiao's going to knock him out. When the last knockout, knockout, Manny Pacquiao had at 147 pounds? He hasn't knocked out anyone at 147. He's never knocked out anyone at 147. Matter of fact, when was Manny's last knockout? I don't even 2009. Remember. 2009. I don't remember. So my point is, is stop the cap. Oh, well, Keith Thurman. Errol Spence ain't Keith Thurman. Errol Spence <laughs> ain't no motherfucker Keith Thurman. So now let's let's look at the whole thing. So Errol, uh, uh, did you see the Josecito Lopez Keith Thurman fight? Oh, yeah. You I guys call yourselves that. boxing aficionados. You guys call yourself following boxing. Did you see the Riverside Rocky? I mean, he was knocked down by Thurman in that fight. And then Riverside Rocky was giving it to Thurman and hurt him to where? The body. Not just to the body, but had him uh, wobbly uh, a couple of times when he hit him, hit him with a couple of shots. And, and, and then, you know, I get a hit and then Ness comes with more cap on the boxing voice. Oh, well, Errol Spence don't want to fight Keith Thurman. Uh, it'd be Thurman, uh, Crawford should fight Thurman. Nobody wants to fight Thurman. Uh, he, uh, but he beat Porter. Oh, uh, he beat this Ness. Tell the truth. Quit lying. See, that's capping. That is the political bullshit that we hate. Tell the truth. No, Keith Thurman ducked Errol Spence. Keith Thurman did not give Errol Spence an opportunity. We don't even have so to talk about me, that because let he's, me ask he's, you this he's like friends with, with Keith Thurman. If, so. if, if you, you have a show now, and it's, it's bigger, say, than our, our platform right now. We're nothing right now. We're coming up. But let's say, man, we love boxing. We want to get on your show. And you just say, fuck us. You're not going to give us an opportunity to come on your show. Let's say three, five years from now, our shit blows up and its way is 10 times bigger than yours. And then you, but you still in boxing, you still got a voice, you still got your audience and you want to come on our platform. Are you going to call us ducking you or being wrong to you for saying, no, fuck you. You, you can't come on our show. I'm going to say, fuck you. Same way you so when you expect, me. if you say fuck you to somebody, when, shouldn't you expect somebody to say fuck you back? Absolutely. See, it's, it's simple. And so for Ness to cap that way and not tell the whole truth and to frame it in such a disingenuous, dishonest way, I, I, I don't have no respect from that. And that's he's coming friends from Chicago, with Keith Thurman, bro. I'm trying to let you know. I don't give a fuck who he's friends with. Uh, no, but I'm saying like he's yeah, going he's yeah. gonna to put Keith Thurman. Like, and he can do that all he wants to, but Keith Thurman ain't shit. Keith Thurman ducked Errol Spence. Keith Thurman wants that fight now because Keith Thurman wants two things. He wants hey, hey. money. You yep. want payday. You want, want payday. payday. And number two, he ain't in the driver's seat. See, and so what Earl is saying is, how does it feel, nigga? How does it feel? Ness, you ever heard what goes around comes around? Ness, you ever heard of you reap what you sow? So why are you protecting Keith when he clearly didn't fight Earl? And then, you, you know, you guys, I want to talk about the conspiracy theory that he put out there. Oh, well, uh, Floyd put your arrow one saying my name to Floyd, put him up to this and that. Quit. Y'all niggas give Floyd way too much credit. Bro, they throw him in everything, dog. Floyd wasn't thinking about how not to fight Keith Thurman. Floyd was trying to figure out how do I get the next $100 million check? And Keith Thurman was not in those plans because you ain't getting no $100 million check with Keith Thurman. So that's why Keith Thurman wasn't on his mind. That's why his name is Floyd Money Mayweather. Do you follow? These niggas are stupid. They, they have these, they talk tough. Uh, nigga, I'm from the South Side 87th Street. Y'all niggas ain't shit. They not. And I'm sick of them 
acting like their opinion is a fact and then misrepresenting the truth. Quit taking sides. Point in case, I like Earl better than Bud. I just do. I like his energy better. I like, I, you know, now personally, I'll be honest with you, I actually like Bud's style better. It's more enticing. It's intriguing. It's more risk involved. Yeah. But that's but what's going to get like your Earl ass better. knocked out. But I'm going to be objective. That's what's going to get your ass knocked objective. out. So if Bud fights a porter and he whips up on a porter, I'm going to be objective and say, damn, Bud got porter out of there. Shit better than Earl did. I'm going to have to rethink that fight. Yeah, man. man. Earl, Earl, Earl couldn't, even though he may have chose to fight that way, he couldn't, he couldn't keep him off and do the damage that Bud did. I had to be honest. You got to be real. And yeah, so yeah. this is this is just a real, a real y'all like this is a realness check. But until we get fights like that, there. until he does fight Sean Porter and Keith Thurman, yeah. we're looking so, at yeah. Errol Spence and we're going, he's fought Danny yeah. Garcia, Sean Porter, and these guys. That's the right. that's the realest fact of it all. He's so, fought so, these so, guys. Yeah. So start telling the truth if you're gonna tell it. Same thing with Devin Haney. Everybody always lying on Devin Haney. You know, whether it's the zone with Javier Fortuna, fuck Javier Fortuna. Fortuna ducked that fight. Fortuna petitioned the WBC not to fight Devin Haney. So I'm, I'm hearing all this, all oh, Tiafimo. Yeah, we, look, Tiafimo is at the top of the division because he beat Lomachenko. I don't like Tiafimo Lopez at all, at the way he carries himself. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm not a fan, but I think he can really box. I think he's like a terrific young fighter. But I think the way he goes about his stuff turns me off completely, and I think he's setting himself up a failure. But I can be honest and say, if I had to rank the number one lightweight, it's Tiafimo Lopez. He got majority of the belts, and he beat the top guy in the division. I can be honest about it. But when we say so, who has the best skill set, we definitely wouldn't say it would be him. We definitely wouldn't say that. And, you know, sometimes the guy with the best skill set don't necessarily win. And I get that. That's why you have to have the fights. But I, I, you don't have to lie on Devin Haney to 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 make a Tiafimo Lopez. See, <clears throat> the problem with the Ryan Garcia's, <clears throat> the Tiafimo Lopez's, the DAZONs, the ESPNs, the problem with all of them and their acolytes and some of these YouTubers who talk about boxing with all their subjectivity <clears throat> is that you don't have to tear down and lie on someone else to build someone else up. Tiafimo beat Lomachenko. That's all you need to say. Yep. He beat one. He beat the number one guy. Period. The end. Now let's tell facts. Lomachenko was supposed to fight Devin Haney first. Why didn't he? Because Bob Arum got in the way of that. Because Bob Arum, like, I get more money if two top rank fighters fight. So the WBC gave Lomachenko the franchise. And he gave up the right to the super belt of the WBC, which Devin Haney now has. Created the, the franchise. Right, belt. to create it. And it wasn't a belt, it was a designation. It's changed from a designation now to a belt. So let's have real conversations. That only two Boxing, fighters have. Yeah, it's confusing enough as it is, but quit lying. Like, these niggas need to quit lying. It's just like you know, going at the girl, bro. You ain't got to tear me down just to make yourself look good around here. You sound like a yeah. sucker doing it. Yeah. At the end of the day, we have opinions. Based on who fights who, we can say who is ranked. But we can't say 
who for sure is going to beat who until they actually fight. That's why we don't get the fights. Another reason why Bakken doesn't get the fights is because there's so much lying going on. You know, they lie so much about Tiafimo Lopez. It's easy to avoid Devin Haney when you say he's undisputed, he has all the belts, and he can beat Devin Haney. Well, shit, what the fuck you will? Why, why even fight then? So they're ruining yes, Suleiman. The we got to throw him in there with that bullshit. Well, yeah, the, all, all the heads, even Gilberto, Gilberto Mendoza with his dumb ass. With you know, you know, Manny Pacquiao just got denied. The uh, WBA just got denied. The WBA. Now you put a champion in recess, Gilberto Mendoza. Let's look at the language. What does recess mean? I'm, I'm not going to go into definition. We know what it means. So how does a champion ever get out of recess, Gilberto Mendoza? Was a pandemic not enough of a reason for a senator of a whole other country to not fight? When the pandemic is raging in his country and he has responsibilities because he's a government official. Ugas hasn't even defended the belt that you awarded him. And Manny Pacquiao is fighting before Ugas. And Ugas might be on the undercar, but Manny Pacquiao dictates that. So how can Ugas still remain the champion when he didn't beat anybody to get the championship? And how does the champion in recess stay in recess? I guess he stays in recess forever. I guess so. Because now if he's going to fight, see, that makes no sense. Now, I don't understand the politics. There are obviously some politics involved. Um, somebody is obviously behind that. I have my subjective opinion as to what it's all about. Um, I think it's their way of trying to force Errol Spence to stay at 147, if you ask me. Because he's a, he generates revenue. And I think they're like, okay, See, he has a dumb mindset. We can all have, we can have our own unifications. So the W, the, you know, this is not a unification. It's just WBC, IBF. But now if you want to now, it'll be an even bigger fight to come with the I, with, with, with WBA. Now that's stupid because Ugas ain't Pacquiao. The draw ain't the same. So you get less money. So it's a bad business decision, number one. And in terms of definitions of the words, it makes no sense. So... When something doesn't make good business sense and it doesn't make literal sense, then that means there's some other fishy shit going on. We just yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens, man, after this fight, salute to Earl for being such a great fighter at 147 and, and carrying on and being uh, a standard for boxing and, and doing things the right way. I don't hear we we heard about the accident hanging out party and all that we all make mo fucking mistakes we all do but yeah salute to him for being one of the, uh one of the, the standards in, in the sport of boxing and, and being a, a do a solid dude salute to him and derailed and yeah and manny pacquiao too De De david benavidez manny pacquiao gilberto for coming Ramirez. out of recess yeah for com <laughs> yeah coming back to work, coming back to school or whatever, recess, yeah. the fuck y'all talking about. So salute and, to those and guys. He don't give you a bullshit fight. He gives you a the biggest money fight you can make in the division Man. And, a, and a unification. Man. And you the WBA. And, 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 say, and he is an A-side. Nah. And you just go, all right, Arrow just went, all right, cool, you you can have it. Like, I, I, just, I got the fight. Like, I know I'm going to get paid already. Yeah. At this point, what the WBA doesn't get is that the money and the prestige from fighting and beating Manny Pacquiao 
is greater than any belt the WBA can present. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're going to, they are going to really, really, really regret this decision. Yeah, you about to let a lot of money pass. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you, it ain't got nothing to do with Earl Spence. It will eventually, but even sooner. Manny Pacquiao ain't going to fuck with them. So you got a guy who's a senator, a living legend, a global icon, a guy who may be the president of a country, a guy who generates all type of revenue, who will definitely still be involved with the sport in his country, in that part of the world, and even coming over here, he's a huge megastar. And you're going to kneecap him and not give him the lineal rights that he has earned by defeating Keith one time Thurman? In a big fight. For what? In a big for, fight. For, for, for what? It's not money, because you can't make no more, more money than this fight. So for what reason? Oh, because neither one of the fighters are Latino. Oh, that's you and your feelings. Oh, that's what it is, Gilberto Mendoza. Because neither one of them are Latino. See, Manny Pacquiao just got his nigga wake-up call. Because Mexicans love Pacquiao when he's fighting a nigga. But then when it comes to the, to the ultimate prestige, no, nah, man, ain't no Mexican and no, no Latino in that. So, man, fuck Manny Pacquiao. Right, and that's right. essentially what the WBA just said. And I hope Manny Pacquiao never, ever mentions the WBA, never shows up in any of their events, and doesn't even recognize them. That's one of the reasons why I do love Manny, man. When he knows what's up, he just backs off instead. And Manny's made some, he's made some bad decisions saying some crazy shit too. But when he knows some shit is awry, he just backs up, man. He keeps on going. He said he'll just say yeah. something like there's some things going on that I don't want to discuss, and he'll keep on moving. Yeah. He'll keep on moving. And, and what the WBA doesn't get is that belt doesn't mean shit. Because Pacquiao did not give up the belt, number one, and Ugas didn't beat him. So it's different. People say, what about you saying that with Devin Haney? No. Lomachenko gave up the belt. That's a fact. No, he, he wasn't stripped. He wasn't in recess. He gave it up. So it's either fight or give it up. He didn't fight. He gave it up. Period. That's different. Manny did not give the belt up. And Manny was not beat. So therefore, he is still the lineal champion. And technically speaking, he's the WBA, WBO, and WBA lineal champion. Because we know he didn't lose to Jeff Horn, and that's the belt that Terrence Crawford got. Because Bud was over there cherry-picking and went to go fight bum-ass Jeff Horn. So at the end of the day, real fight fans know what the deal is. And this is still for all the marbles, which is why it's making the most money. So fuck y'all. Fuck the WBA. That's how I feel about him. I think it's dumb. It's bad business. It's stupid. Um, they missed their place in history, being the first sanctioning body in boxing, the first belt. It's just it's really, really dumb and bad when you have an iconic superstar. Manny Pacquiao is bigger than Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez will never be bigger than Manny Pacquiao Man. for a multitude of reasons. Manny's fought better competition. Manny has been a little warrior. Manny is involved even more so with his people. He's a senator maybe a president. He's fought in more weight divisions. He's won more championships. He's fought more Hall of Famers. I can keep going. I mean, he fought a bunch of Mexicans. He's fought more damn near more Mexicans than Canelo. So he damn near Mexican himself. <laughs> shit. It, it, so for the WBA to make that move is, you know, again, man, it's just, it's a lot of ass backwards thinking um, that's going on in boxing. And, um, you know, one thing I like about what we do, man, we're going to put the truth out there. You know, no too. matter what, 
gotcha. matter what happens. And people hear it. You can't sit yeah. around and, and see it, and then and then like Deontay Wilder said, "Hear no evil, hear no evil, see no evil, uh, say no evil, evil, speak no evil, whatever." Say no, yeah. What you can't sit around and do that, knowing that this shit is going on, because it impacts us in everyday life, and everyday yeah. life, and to act like I don't see it, and to act like it doesn't bother me, and it doesn't harm me, does me harm. Yeah, and for your basically Dini saying guys, that I don't believe in yeah. truth. Yeah, and for you, Dennis Ugas, I get it, man. It's like, you know, he's excited to get the opportunity to be champion, but it's like, dog, you can't feel good about not earning something. We didn't earn that. And, you know, let's be honest. You think you're really going to keep that? You're not. And the bigger thing with your Dennis is you ain't going to make no big money. You just screwed yourself from making even more money. Because now, if you really want to be honest, Earl and Manny can go, man, fuck that nigga. We don't want him on the undercard. Yeah. yeah. Why should he get some of our shine? If I'm Earl and Manny, Ugas, fuck the WBA. Why should you get representation on our shit? Hell yeah. I was just telling you. So man, if, I'm, if I'm them, I'm like, Al, he can't, we're not doing this if he's on there. I'll be man, go Al grab boots. Do. Go grab boots. See if we can get him yeah. to fight. Throw Let's boots, get boots on the card. And fight somebody. Let's see if, you know, hell, we even do Thurman or Porter or Hell, we even go grab Danny Garcia. We all go grab that. somebody else. Go get Jamal James. But, but go no. get all of that. But no, we don't want Ugas. And sorry, Ugas, the WBA did that to you. You know, there's pros and cons, and there's consequences. And the consequence is, is that that belt really don't belong to you, and you're not going to eat off our, off, of our, off our car. You ain't even had the belt yet, and you're going through all this bullshit. So, you know... Um, it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate, man. That's all I can say. If you Ugas and you a real one, what you say is, man, yeah, the WBA fumbled. They fumbled the bag and they fumbled the ball. But hey, here's the thing. So I can secure my bag. I guarantee me a shot at the winner. So pay me step aside right now. And if it's Earl Spence and I get it, he and he does get to fight with Bud Crawford, he wants to move up. So if he moves up, then... The be- I get the first shot at the belts. Give me that. Or if he stays and he does get Bud, pay me some more step aside money so he can unify. And then I, you know, I'll take the money and I'll wait and let those fights happen because I already didn't win the belt, but I'm still getting paid. And I want to be on those undercards. So he could have made more money by saying, not only do I got to fight on those cards on the pay-per-views, but you also got to pay me step aside money for, you know, fumbling the situation. And, and, and so he could have got two checks. If I'm, if I'm Ugas, I, I'd much rather do that. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, man, he should have had a WBA. I ain't win that. Oh, yeah. I just, but, yeah. I would have told him that. But, too. but, but I, I got the winner, and that's got to be in the contract. And if the winner either leaves the division or goes to unify, or retire. So if they go to unify and fight somebody else, I won't step aside money. If they move up or if they retire, then I got dibs on the belt. I whatever that next fight is for that vacant belt, I'm there and I'm the A side. If I move guys, I negotiate that. He could have got hella money out of that. A lot of people ain't thinking like that though, Jay. You know that. You How know, are you man. not thinking but like that? I, I, I definitely, fighting. Yeah, but you know, they ain't thinking like that, man. They, a lot of them guys, 
they they brains don't don't work that way, bro. So yeah, you got the belt, bro. You ain't about to make no money, man. Who, I would have gonna fight. I would have just turned who, it down. Who's he gonna like, fight? Yo, this is an epic yeah. fight. This is a this is, could yeah. be a historic fight. Don't put me in that, man. Leave Manny as a champion. Let him fight yeah. for the belt. He, I didn't yeah. earn it. I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and just take a belt that ain't mine. Like he could have just yeah. done that shit, man. But he he, he could have. As far as money wise, they not thinking the way you thinking about it. Like yo, I could get some money out this thing. They not thinking about it like that. They not thinking. And about you know, it Manny, that. Manny is so generous. He could have went to Manny and said, "Let's let's leave the politics out of this." Manny, you were champion in recess. I didn't beat you. Here my terms, bro. Give me some step aside money. Make it worth my while because they fumbled the bag, right? This is a, a minor setback in my career. And promise me, if whoever wins between you and Spence, I get the fight. If you retire, then I get the first shot at the vacant belt. If you go somewhere else and if you unify with somebody else, I get step aside money for that, at least that one fight too. And that's the deal. And that's what I would have done if I was you guys. And Manny and Errol both would have said yes. Because they know they know this is a business. They know that. They would have easily said yes and respect so now, for being, a, being yeah. about it like that so now ugas has a belt that he did win so the respect is not there and trust me what he doesn't realize is that's gonna be the number one talking point whenever he does fight somebody like he ain't win that belt he ain't the real champion that's the first thing they're gonna say about him he ain't the real he got the belt but he ain't the real champion pacquiao didn't give it up and he didn't beat pacquiao so therefore he's not the real champion and Pacquiao wasn't stripped either. He was champion in recess. The difference. Pacquiao wasn't stripped. He was champion in recess. So what was the whole point of making him champion in recess then? Man. It was a pandemic, see, right? Like we couldn't. That's what I'm saying. Some Something else is afoot. Somebody else. Don't be down. I don't doubt if it's Bob Aaron. I don't doubt if it's even DeZone. I don't doubt it. I wouldn't, I, guarantee I wouldn't doubt if it was somebody else, but I ain't going to say their name, so. True. Mm -hmm. I know who you're thinking, too. Mm -hmm. just, just to take the shine away. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because egos are still abound. I get that, that's possible mm -hmm. if we're thinking about the same person. Uh, I, could to I could totally see them doing the, that. Within the initial Within the organization. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. oh, I thought you were talking about the PBC or within WBA. Yeah, PBC. Oh yeah. Oh, I definitely mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We think mm -hmm. of the same person there. Yeah. So so I can see that. Um, but man, your your your, your Denny's is, is gonna be bad, man, because you know and he's already know, a man. guy a guy that people don't want to fight anyway. He kind of is, but they're gonna take the strap off of him. That's the thing. He's gonna lose that strap as quick as he gets it. He's he on the nobody. undercard. Yeah. Oh, so he is he, on the undercard. Well, well, here's my thing. Well, he's supposedly on undercard. If I'm Manny and I'm Errol, there's no way I let him on undercard now because WBA just fucked us. So no. So he has to make another fight. Go holler at Al about another fight. And that shit would be but so ooh, epic, though, man. Ooh, ooh guys can't be a headliner. Number one, number one whoever he fights, it won't be a pay-per-view, number one. So he, he, there's no pay-per-view. It'll be a title fight, and it'll be on Fox, right? Or show, it'll be Fox. He's a Fox fighter. It'll be on Fox. But it's not pay-per-view. So he's making a lot less money. And who's he going to fight? Who else is he going to fight at welterweight where it's big money? No one. There he's just going to get there's thrown. Only, he's just going to get thrown only, in front of somebody. Yeah, boots. Yes. Period. There it the is. End, there right? it is. 
and you can say, well, well, maybe it's Thurman. It could be, yeah, he could get the name. You know, PBC might do that, but it's not going to generate a bunch of money. Um, it could be Porter. Again, not going to generate a bunch of money. Um, and at the end of the day, they going to have to, whoever wins that fight, going to have to see Boots next. That's the problem. So whoever it is, they're going to duck him anyway and vacate or move up or do something. They're going to do something stupid to, to not fight him. So that's why the whole thing is stupid and doesn't make any sense. Shit is crazy, man. Y'all do all this just to hold back something. I mean, we, we're talking about a historic fight. Don't be shocked if, Ed, if, if, if Eddie Hearn and Oscar De La Hoya, again, Oscar De La Hoya, Latinos, don't be shocked if they're trying to buy that belt for Virgil Ortiz and hook up Virgil Ortiz with your Danny Ugas. Don't be shocked. Mm. Also, what? don't be shocked. Yeah. Also, don't be shocked if, see, I would think Bob Aaron, but Bob Aaron is cheap. And your Denny Ugas and Terrence Crawford ain't, ain't, ain't gonna make a lot of money. He bleeds money. not in house and he bleed money. So, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy and Vir trying to build Virgil Ortiz. And they know, again, you got a Cuban fighter and a Mexican American fighter, all Latino fight. So I think is that's that's who's in the WBAs here. I think they're saying, yeah, you may miss out on sanctioning fees for this, but if he fights Virgil on the zone, you know, you'll get the same amount of money. About Virgil really Ortiz, money. just about the fighter instead of the belts. Do you think that Virgil Ortiz could beat Conor Ben? Do I think he could? Yes, it'd be a hell of a fight. Yeah, I think it would be a they're, smash. Now they're not gonna fight each other, but it will be a hell of a fight. It'll be it'll be um it will be epic. Connor Ben is more explosive. Yeah, definitely. Um uh Virgil is more fundamentally sound than Connor Ben. Um Connor Ben is a better athlete. They both have looks like equal amount of they both have power. It would be a it would be an interesting um uh, interesting fight. I mean, they both fight on the zone, so but they're both young and they're not going to be, they're, they're not, you know, they're trying to figure out how to get to the belts before boots. That's what they're all colluding, you know, and I just think they colluded with the WBA. They're trying to figure out how to get one of those belts away from the PBC. And they know Ugas wants a big payday. And they figure Ugas, you can bribe Ugas for cheaper than you can Keith Thurman or Sean Porter. That's my prediction. My prediction is he once he he's going to have a reason. Once he's kicked off the undercard for the for the for the pay-per-view, my prediction is that he gets salty about it and the WBA says, "Hey, don't worry about that. We got this fight over here with the zone and they're guaranteeing you, you know, 3-4 million dollars." Mm. Cuz he once Virgil gets that belt, then they're going to play keep away. Yeah, so, we haven't seen that already. We haven't seen so, this episode so already. That's why they're willing to pay Ugas that amount of money because they feel he has a better chance to beat Ugas than the other guys. And, and they also feel like we can play keep away. So that belt can mean something and carry more value for us over, over a longer period of time. And Ugas is willing to cash out and, and play the short game for three or four million dollars. You know, and I, so I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I know I heard rumors of Virgil and I forget somebody else, but it's not finalized. Um, 
But watch, watch I, I think it's going to be a non-PBC situation with Ugas. Excuse me, that WBA. Because it, it, it can't be the sucks, PBC. Though, it it, it can't be the PBC. Because if it was PBC, the biggest fight in PBC is Pacquiao Spence. So why wouldn't you have a WBA there? So to me, um, somebody got to the WBA and somebody got to Ugas and them. They got to the WBA first. And the WBA is going to tell Ugas what the play is. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. Cause they're like, look, bro. We yeah, Berto Mendoza. He's he's Mexican. Uh, yes, I don't know. I would I would think he is, but I don't know for for sure. I would think he is. Yeah, I'm asking because I don't know at all. I don't know, but I, I I would I would think he is. I'm not. I'll I'll look it up later. Either way it goes, he made a to me. He made a very very costly mistake in my man. Head. That shit was that's stupid, man. Like again, this is an epic fight. This is a big mm-hmm. pay per view fight. Why would you halt or stand in the way of something like that? Now, there's only one other PBC guy. There's one other person who could have blocked this because it's WBA. It's only one other guy who could pull it inside straight against Pacquiao Spence, and that'd be one Tank Davis with Very Mayweather, true. with the power of Floyd Mayweather. Very true. How how odd that Leonard Ellerby said Tank is going to fight a welterweight and a big welterweight at that. How about Tank? Ugas comes off the undercard, but then Tank is going to fight in October, and he fights Ugas for the WBA super belt. I wouldn't be surprised about that. I welterweight fight. That so that is my that's my inside straight prediction. My outside flush prediction is is Austin De La Hoya and Virgil Ortiz, but Mayweather and Tank carry way more weight and money than De La Hoya, Golden Boy, and uh, Virgil Ortiz. And Ugas likes that because hey, you beat Tank, you become an instant star, and I'm gonna make more money fighting Tank. And, and on top of that, the PBC, from a politics standpoint, I'm not going to be out bad with the PBC because I got the cover of Floyd Mayweather and, and Tank Davis. And it'll be a fight. So, like, you don't, you get to fight because tank, yeah. tank ain't going nowhere. Tank ain't going nowhere. So I could totally see that happening. And I could see Floyd saying, man, you know, Earl, Earl don't care, man. Earl, hey, Pacquiao's a lineal champion. He could, all, he could, they could always use the lineal argument. And look, I know Earl moving up anyway because I know Bud ain't going to fight him. So let's go ahead and make this move now and get Ugas and get a belt. Let's fight for a strap. Because remember, what do people do? People criticize him. Oh, the Barrios, that was the regular belt. And we know he ain't getting Josh Taylor because Josh Taylor's in a witness protection program with Bob Arum because Bob Arum wants to save Josh Taylor with Terrence Crawford. So to me, again, same sanctioning body. So the Cottrell, the, the Cottrell fight, Cottrell fight, that's not... No, the Catterall fight, to my knowledge, is still going to happen. It doesn't make any damn sense to have the Catterall fight because what do you need? See, unless it's insurance, I think Taylor is trying to keep insurance and so is Bob Arum. Bob Arum is trying to hold on to all those belts. And what Bob Arum is saying is it's even better if it's a UK fighter that has those belts because he can just fight guys in the UK. And what you going to say? You know, he, he can go, he can play keep away with all the belts in the UK, yeah. as opposed to an American fighter. It's hard to avoid American competition if you're an American fighter. Josh Taylor can easily avoid competition and hold the belt. So what they're doing is, it's a, it's a two for one. 
Bob is playing an inside straight too. He, he, he Tatterall, cool, whatever. He does the mandatory. So, hey, hold on a second. I'm going to keep all these belts and I'm going to go fight Crawford. Now, if Crawford resigned, if he loses to Crawford, hey, he's still the undisputed junior welterweight champion. He go back down and get his uh, – Go his back down and he got all the belts. If he wins, now he's the undisputed – he's made history. He's undisputed at junior welterweight, and he's the WBO welterweight champion. And then he has more leverage, right? Then Bob is like, oh, I got leverage. But somebody going to come for this WBO, give him, pay us astronomical money? Or do I go back down and, 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 and I can play keep away with these belts unless I got somebody else like a Tiafimo Lopez I want to feed it to on this side. So it's all about musical chairs. That's what they're trying to do. Do you realistically think that Josh Taylor can beat Bud Crawford? It's a possibility, but I think that's a that's a it should be a 70-30 fight, but I'm gonna say it's a 60-40 fight because Bud don't fight any competition. So I was thinking the same thing. It should be a 70 Josh Taylor should has, be 80-25. Josh yeah. Taylor has a lot of skill, man. He does. Josh Taylor has he, a lot of skill. And he ain't no pussy. And he ain't no pussy. He got a little dog. Now, I don't think he got more dog than Bud got. Um, but he he's no pussy. He's no pushover. He's slick. He takes away the, what where Bud is best, which is at Southpaw. That's where he does his most damage. He takes that advantage away because he's a Southpaw. Mm-hmm. So... That's a tricky fight for Bud. I could totally see Bud losing that fight. I can see him getting out of this. I can see him. Here's the thing. I don't think he gets, I don't think Taylor can outbox him for a decision. I can see Taylor knocking him out. Ooh. If Taylor can hurt, let me Damn. tell you something. And he does Taylor, fight on the inside. I forgot about He fights that on the fight. inside. Shit. He fights on the inside. Bud is willing to exchange. Yes. And if he had the power to knock down Jose Ramirez, he definitely has the power to knock down Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford is not really – he don't have the best chin. I'll give him average at punch resiliency because at least when he gets hurt, he, he maintains, he recovers. So I give him that credit. He's in phenomenal shape. He gets hurt on the easier side, but he recovers. I give him that. But I think Taylor – you know, he knows Bud is a dog and Bud to get into a fight. And I think he's going to look to make it that. And I think he's going to look to catch him. Probably with an uppercut. Because he or, did know, go in there up. and make it rough. That's what he did with Ramirez. And he made the same through a program. Yeah. So it's in Josh Taylor to do that. Um, and Bud is a welcoming fighter to that. Bud is not just going stick to stick and move on the outside. I think that's what that would be his downfall against Earl, too. Um, eventually... He, he, won't to have, to he won't have no chance to do that because you. Yeah. I'm not going to even speak on that, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's different. I'm, I think he loses the fight on the outside in that fight, too. But I think eventually it does get on the inside. It gets doghouse. And I think he gets dog when he goes doghouse. Not because I don't think uh, he's, a, he, he's not a dog. I just think Earl's physical strength is just going to be too much for him. And his body shots are just going to do too much to Bud. And, and Bud's body is very untested. And I think that's what Taylor, I think Taylor, the Taylor fight shows us that you can greatly diminish Bud Crawford to the body. And then I think he catches him up top if he wins the fight. But I could easily see Bud pouring it on him and knocking him out. So it, it, can, go, it, it can go either way. Like I said, probably 60-40 fight Bud because he don't fight no comp, but it really should be a 70-30 fight. If Bud yeah. fought comp. If we, yeah, we could tell. We would definitely be able to tell. We'd be like, no, nah, hell no, nah, there's no way Josh Taylor. And, and I won't that. be able to tell from fighting Jose Zapata 
or uh, washed up Kell Brook or washed up Amir Khan. I, I can't tell shit from that. So, you know, that's that just is what it is, man. Horrible. Horrible. Right. But I can tell where you at when you're fighting a Regis Prograde in his prime and when you're fighting a Jose Ramirez in his prime. I can give you credit. Yeah, I, I, I can give you credit can. for that. Yeah. So to me, Josh Taylor has fought better competition than Bud Crawford in his division. And be honest, his undisputed at 140 is more impressive than Bud's. That's that's that's, that's, that's a, can Julio Indongo beat Regis Prograde or Jose Ramirez? He didn't beat Regis Prograde. Uh, Prograde knocked saying. him out. Pro, that's my point. That's my point. So the guy that Bud beat who was supposed to be the best competition at 140 that he unified to become undisputed, got knocked out by Regis Program. Jose, Jose Ramirez would have knocked out Julius Ndango by the second round if they would have fought. He would have crumbled him. So what I'm saying is Bud fought weak comp to get his, to get his 140 unified. Josh Taylor went through way better comp to get his unified at 140. It's just a better resume. It's just a fact. And so Damn, that's son. why you got to... It just is. And I just thought about that. He, he, yeah, yeah, he fought. He fought pro grade. He fought and he fought Ramirez. That and was like back. Ramirez. That was back, back to back. back. Yeah, yeah. So did you he fight? Did he fight Zapata or was that uh, Ramirez? Uh, Jose, Ramirez Jose Ramirez fought Zapata. Okay. okay. Yeah, Jose Ramirez fought Zapata and defeated Zapata. But yeah, um, so you can't take nothing away from Josh Taylor, man. He those are two rugged individuals, you know, who who bring the fight. And don't run away from the fight, and he beat both of them. And stood in a pocket with Regis, and, st- and stood di- di- didn't didn't do the typical tat 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 run tat 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 run. No, sat there and exchanged in close quarters, right in front of them. They fought. So, yeah. So to me, he sees it. That's why he's saying, "No, I can beat Bud Crawford," and I take him at his word. I think he can beat him. Now, will he? I don't know. Yeah. But know. Bud Bud does himself an extreme disservice by fighting such inferior competition. And eventually that's going to catch up with him. Sad to see. Sad to hear. Yeah. We good here, man? Yeah, man. I know we've been on here probably for about another two, three hours. Yeah, because, yeah. I think that's it. This is uh, Clean Breaks Report Card Pickup. It's also a fuck you to all the racist, bias, no journalistic integrity having journalists in the game. (laughs) Who, who support this bull, who put out, not support, who push this narrative that fighters are being ducked when it's just you guys that don't want to see your guys get their ass whipped. Stop protecting these fighters. Because if it was a black guy doing that, you would be shitting all over. Exactly. You'd be shitting all over. If Tank Davis fought fucking a bunch of guys that he, that he could easily beat, y'all would be tearing them apart. Y'all know y'all would. So stop. But they do stop it already anyway. Yeah, yeah, they do it already all anyway. Cap. Stop all the Chris cap. Mannix. Who, who, who is Tank fought? Tank's fought nobody. Really? Well, put one of your best fighters in front of him then at 140, at 135. Well, 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 well Chris Mannix, go tell Ryan Garcia, bitch ass, to go fight Tank and see what happens. Put your right. and put and, and put your salary up on it. And let's see. I, I bet you you don't put your salary on Ryan Garcia. That's why we know you're a liar. You're a so liar. It's, it's, bro. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, you, Dan, Rayfield, Todd Grisham, all y'all with that bullshit. Cut it out, man. Like it's and, and the YouTubers. Who are out here? Yeah, that being an extension of old media. Stop it! Get out of your subjective feelings and learn how to be objective. Fighters have resumes, they have records, 
And there are stories to those fights. Who got knocked down? Who got knocked out? Who didn't? Stop letting them people tell y'all what to think and think for yourself, man. Use critical thinking because that shit is very important in life, period. But in boxing, when you're watching this shit, there's no way that the people they are saying Devin Haney is, 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 is scared of or won't fight. There's no way it's true when that boy keeps coming out saying, I want to fight the best and he doesn't get the best. Yeah. Then he yeah, fights Harvey. A- then he fights Jorge Linares. And the only thing that y'all got is that he got rocked. That's it. That's all no, you no. got. Javier Fortuna is the boogeyman. And we saw, we saw the way he fought against Jojo Diaz. So let, let me say something. Jorge Linares would knock Javier Fortuna out. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, no, Javier, Jorge Linares is better competition than Javier Fortuna. Matter of fact, Jorge Linares is more accomplished than Javier Fortuna. Absolutely. So, you know, quit lying. And, and he's stopping. The last thing I'm going to say is, and you're going to laugh when I say this, to the great Roy Jones Jr., I got two words for you. Jose Zapata. Bruh. 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 Come on. That's my, that's my clean break. Jose Zapata for Roy Jones Jr. Com- that's competition, Roy. Roy, come Roy. Bruh. And I'm a big Roy Jones fan, man. But I, we going I, I am, but not anymore after, not anymore because Roy is insulting our intelligence by saying who has Earl fought. And look, you can rep Bud. You can say, I think Bud going to win. I, 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 and here's a guy that you I, I thought you would expect it from who would be the company man, but at least he's more honest. Tim Bradley says, hey, I think Bud Crawford going to win the fight. But, he, but at least Tim Bradley says, but no, Earl's fought better competition. He's got a better resume. And that's his guy. And I support that. that that's your opinion. That's, that's how that's you your, feel. And, but it's a, he's, a, he's separating it from here's what I think from here's what I know. What he knows is, is that Earl's fought better competition. He's got more belts. Yes. He's got the leverage. And I salute him at times for, for standing up and, and stepping out and saying things that need to be said during a broadcast. But, but it's too Tessator, far and too in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, you know, company men, Tessator, uh, Andre, Andre Ward. Ward. You know, Rafael, all of you guys with this bullshit, man. I don't, I see, I see what y'all doing. I hear it, but I just don't believe it. And because I don't believe it, and because I know better because of facts. Facts over feelings, logic over emotions. Because it's there, I can't go along with that shit, man. I can't, I can't, I can't put a check mark, a green check mark next to that and go, you know what? I I I salute that. Because I don't. I don't. The majority of the fighters that you all be supporting don't do no better. They do not do well against top competition. They don't. And we're waiting on them to do good. We, I would like to see y'all succeed. Shit, y'all would make the sport of boxing better if, if, if these fighters were as good as you say. Bud Crawford is the most avoided fighter, but he's fighting Jose Zapata instead of Sean Porter. Come on, man. Listen, listen at that. Listen at that. So... How would Errol Spence be scared then when he fought Danny Garcia? Danny's Garcia has a bet, all have better records than uh, Bud Crawford at 147. Hell, at 140, Danny Garcia has a better record. He has a better resume. Yeah. Cut the, cut the shit out, man. Stop it. it, it man, it's, it's ridiculous, bro. But, but Bud Crawford, 
to Roy Jones Jr. is the most avoided fighter, along with ESPN, he's the most avoided fighter. And Roy Jones, you know, who is Earl fault? Well, Roy Jones, he's about to fight Manny Pacquiao. See, this is why when people talk outside of their neck, it doesn't age well. Notice Roy hasn't said anything. So Roy, Earl's about to fight Manny. Who was he fought? Now, before that, you said Sean Porter, Sean Porter. If he, if he fights Sean Porter, he fought Sean Porter. Then after he fought Sean Porter, you still say, well, who was he fought? So let, I want somebody to ask Roy Jones Jr. this. Anybody on YouTube who got access to him, anybody down there in Florida, anybody who is connected to old media and got access to Roy, ask Roy, who, is, who, who, who has Bud Crawford fought? Manny Pacquiao's a fucking living legend, bro. Let's take the records and the resumes of Earl's last, we can go five fights, ten fights, we can go however back you want to. We can go the whole, the whole yard. Let's put them up against each other. And you will get laughed out of the conversation. It wouldn't even, it's not a debate. It would be a conversation. Because debate means there's some back and forth. There's no back and forth on it. Right. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's nonsensical, and Roy Jones knows better and you need to get out of your personal animus and feelings you may have for Earl Spence. Maybe because he a lefty and you look at him, you see Tarver. Maybe that's it, because Tarver knocked your ass out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how you're feeling. I don't know. But your bias needs to stop, and you need to be objective, Roy, because you are a Hall of Famer. You're one of the greats, and you're better than that. I don't care if Bud is your boy or not. He ain't fought nobody at 147. He barely fought anybody at 140. He barely fought anybody at 135. I'm actually not impressed. There is not one Hall of Famer. Not one. There's maybe one or two guys that had Hall of Fame potential, but there's not one Hall of Famer on his resume. Kell Brook, not a Hall of Famer. Amir Khan's not a Hall of Famer. Yuriokas Gamboa is not going to be a Hall of Famer. He don't have one Hall of Famer on his record. I could take one guy off Errol Spence record resume and give you a Hall of Famer. One, I could just say Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia is going to be a Hall of Famer. Sheesh. So to Roy Jones Jr. to ESPN, where's Bud Crawford's Hall of Famer? Where is it? He can't even get no fights, man. Listen, man, this has been another episode of Plane Breaks. <laughs> Report card pickup. <laughs> Salute to all the fighters. Sanisa Estrada. Uh, yes, uh, super my man William. Yeah, William Zapata. Salute to you, bro. Yeah, I'm God. gonna be checking you out soon. Gilberto Ramirez, aka Zorro, Sullivan Barrera, and everybody else that was on the card. Like, I'm gonna have to go back and check some of you guys out. But Gilberto Ramirez, man, I really like. I, I really like the style, kid. You, you, Me too. You I love he's far, one of my. T- he's he's in my he's one of my top five favorite fighters. Now. Yeah, current. Yeah. You're, 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 you're dope, man. I like what I see when I watch you, man. I'm going to check out this William Zapata, but salute, salute to Javier Fortuna, uh, yep. Jojo Diaz, and everybody else. Um, the Zone, I think you have lost customers, and I will get rid of ESPN, but the, Disney is part of that, so, you know, yeah, bang, bang. And I understand. I, yeah. got, I got the whole Disney package, too, yeah. man, but, yeah. you know, maybe I, maybe I just boycott by not giving them a view. I don't know, but it's, it's, yeah. it's it needs to stop. Yeah, but the zone is worse. The zone is worse than ESPN. I will say that much. The zone is the worst. Yeah. Um, but no, but motherfuckers got to do better, man. Eddie Hearn, if you're seeing that yeah. shit, you got to do better, man. 
You got to be. Well, you got Eddie Hearn and Oscar De La Hoya. So you got two, you know. I Which mean, makes what, no what, sense because fucking Oscar De La Hoya, who did you duck, bro? Like, you fought champions. You fought legends. Like, what? What? what is this shit? You fought your business partner, Bernard Hopkins. Jesus. Your other business partner, or was Shane Mosley. Like, you fought him. Jesus Christ, man. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, look, we we about to, I'm about to get yeah, about here, yeah. man. Cause yeah, we go, man. I hope y'all enjoy y'all day or week or whatever it is that y'all doing right now. But we are gonna go in ahead and peace up out of here, Joe. Uh, no Jay, I appreciate you, man. No doubt. Likewise, as always. Yes, sir. We out. All right. Peace.